after the 4th of July, the NFL camps are almost in session, but they're not. So we're, what are we going to do? We're going to bet. That's what we're going to do. Continue with our NFL draft of quarterbacks. Continue with the final picks of the over-unders. And we got something brand new here, which is this could happen, dot, dot, dot. Everyone's going to give us at least one this could happen. Now, what does that mean? It means it's not likely. Let's say the Buffalo Bills to be under 500. It could happen, I believe. Mm. The, it, this is a situation where you've got the, it has all the earmarkings of a ship going down in flames. The head coach taking back control. He hasn't caught off defensive plays for like five years. Why is he doing it now? Well, because the D.C.'s gone. No, the DC's gone. Chicken, a chicken and the egg. <laughs> Time shift. I think this is the record. We started the pod, then went like twenty minutes. Yeah. It. Let's be honest. It, the story paid off big time. Yeah. But it was instant, instantaneous into a side story. So at the end of the first episode of this pod, which will be this physical pod, we will have that story. Don't miss it if you like fireworks and fire trucks. Uh huh. That's a tease. Okay, Fez, let's get started. We are going to do, like we said, and let's take a vote on the order. We're going to finish the quarterback draft. We're going to finish the over-under draft. And then we're going to talk about, what was our? The long shots. The long shots. I think maybe we start with the long shots. That's my vote. I like that. You like it? I was going to vote for just tying a bow on the over-under season wins because you have a completed team. The rest of us have one selection to make. Okay, let's do that, and we'll split. Then we'll go to the uh, long shots. Then we'll go. We'll split up the contest picking element. All right. So, um, Faz, you're the senior NFL guy in the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you got as your Six, last pick? Sixty fast approaching. We're gonna go Kansas City. Their season win number is eleven point seven. Oh no! Let's think about this. He went under, right? You went mm-hmm. under, didn't you? I okay. Did. I'm going under. Okay, now you know what this means. This means that you got to make another pick next week because fading one of mine. In a way, no, he's going with you. Went under too, right? But he's got to fade one of mine. Now, exactly. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's following you, though, AJ. Well, listen, I'm a trendsetter now, RJ. Make the case. All right. Well, I'm getting plus money on an 11 and a half. Now, historically, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but if you just took these higher totals and go under, you do, you do quite well. Mm-hmm. And I took a look at Kansas City's schedule. We've talked a lot about how there's a lot of bad rest um, days, the <laughs> weeks 11 through 18. And it's of questionable merit how valuable that really is. They have three Monday night football games in the final seven weeks and the like. But I just went back to the bread and butter, and I took a look at Kansas City's schedule. Who do they get to play? Well, every team, first-place team, gets three field games against other first-place finishers. Wowza. This is not good. So this is going to be – the other, th- so you have a division, you play all of their opponents that's in your conference. You have three of the other games, which are the other two slotted in first place in the other divisions in your conference, and then one cross division you're playing the first Exactly. Place. And boy, this, this is as bad as it gets for oh, a cross, team. cross league. I mean, so the cross league, they play the Eagles, so they play the best team in the mm-hmm. NFC, mm-hmm. they play the Bengals. Really, really good team in the AFC, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this is a sneaky, really bad draw, Jacksonville. Because the RJ patience, AFC South sucks. So if you only go play one team in the AFC South, the Delta I'm talking about, you don't want to play Jacksonville. And that's who Kansas City gets. So obviously, any other team, 
from the AFC South is a huge fallback versus right, Jacksonville. So let's do a little exercise here. How many points different would the line be if they played the second-place team in each of these divisions? Oh, that's good. Right? So let's start with Dallas-Philly. I mean, Dallas is getting a lot of love this year. My guess is Dallas is a point and a half over Philly right now. I mean, I'm wild guessing. What do you think? Um, Philly, I'm sorry, Philly's a point and a half over Dallas. I mean, yeah, that's the, I, I like that because there, there's games of the year. So Dallas at home against Philly's pick them, mm-hmm. and Philly's like minus three and a half against Dallas. So they're okay. so yeah, they're like one, maybe even a little bit more. Yeah, one and a half, two points difference. Okay, yeah. All right. So then Jacksonville over. Now this is interesting, but I I think so. We got Tennessee. Yeah, we got. Um, uh, Houston, and who am I forgetting about? Tennessee, Houston, Jacksonville. Who's the other team? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. So Tennessee's probably got the second highest win total, right? So, yeah. So Tennessee's seven and a half. Jacksonville's a ten. Okay. So you're saying two and a half points. So that the difference between those would be like, gosh, power rating wise. Well, I've got I've got my numbers here. One second. Um, I, I'm guessing. I'm guessing this might be upwards of like four points. Tennessee, four points. Oh, there yeah. we go. Okay, <laughs> so we got four and we got two. Okay, and then what was the other uh, Cincinnati uh, against Baltimore? That's going to be a, a half a point, probably. Oh no, Cincinnati's way better than Baltimore. Uh, I don't know. Call I mean, two. Call two. No, no, that's too high. That's too high. Look, look up the. We got the game of the year, McKenzie. I'll look it up. Yeah, I want to see, you know, just look at Baltimore uh, at home against Cincy. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Cincy, I think, is going to be uh, – we'll, we'll look. I think Cincy's laying three and a half, and Baltimore's like laying one to Cincy in that ballpark. Okay, so, yeah. Well, um, all right, so we'll keep that one open. And then uh, – can so what's the other one? So Jacksonville, Cincinnati, Philly. Jacksonville's the, four, Cincy's two, Philly's two. Okay, and that's the three – The three field, games. yeah. All right, so let's just say for the sake of argument that, that your two's right. Again, I think that's a little high. We're talking about eight points on the season. Okay. Yep. And then it's we figure it's uh, 35 points, right? Yes. Is now I've gone up on that because of some analysis. So 35 points. So it's eight divided by 35 is going to be – Quarter a, of the game. A, 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 so a quarter so – eight times four is 32, right? So, yeah. Um Quarter game worse than playing the number two team yeah. in the division. So that's really tough. I mean, if okay, you had to so play the point, two, is that still, you know. But this is an interesting way to quantify this effect that you're talking about. Yes. Okay, so continue with your analysis. Okay, so if we look at their divisional games, boom, AFC East. That ain't good. What's the worst team in the AFC East? New England. Well, New England's only a seven-half season win, but no one is going to say other than New England's about an average team, and these other three teams are well above average. That's a really tough draw. I accept that. Uh, the NFC North, slightly below average division, but certainly not a cupcake division. So you got a situation where you, the season win numbers, yeah, Detroit's a 9.5, the Bears are a 7.5, Minnesota's 8.5, and, and then Green Bay is a little bit below 500, slightly below 500, and if, so one slightly below. Well, let's be honest now. The NFC North is one of the better conferences or divisions you'd want to play. I mean, I want to play this. I want to play the South. The Souths are really god awful. Oh, I agree. But yeah. but but then after that, they might be the third best. Yeah, of it. yeah. So but, it's hard to say. But they're close. I mean, but but if you're going to quantify, it, they're they're one. They're projected to be one game below 500. That's the way to quantify it. Okay, and and so by that, oh one. But they're playing each other, so it, so it doesn't it, matter. They're so no, close to five, but they're well, so close to 500. None of them. It doesn't matter because none of the teams are are, are really bad. They're all the teams are decent. They're all the, like I said. Their season win numbers are seven and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half, and nine and a half. Okay, but in general, if you add up the season wins, the wor- they're going to rank the third worst. 
Yes. Okay. So yeah. let's not make a case that that's a, that's a tough. I mean, that's not a tough draw. But you know, this is all strength of schedule, which can yeah. be quantified into one number, right? Yes. So Mackenzie, with whatever. Good point. Yeah, whatever you're looking at with the strength of schedule, we, we've talked about, hey, there's better ways to do this. But right now, the, the Vegas win total type strength of schedules, what, what, do you see any uh, – and, and again, um, I'll get this as he's looking that up. And I guess where I'm getting at – Okay, let me just do this real quick. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Now, this surprises me. Since he is favored by one at Baltimore. Ooh, that does – I think – yeah. That's so. DraftKings. Hmm. Baltimore three and a half <clears throat> plus three and a half at Cincy. So this is saying that the you're assuming in division here. So let's see, think about it. three and a half, four and a half. So two. So it's so about it's two Cincy points. Two and a half. Yeah. yeah. Two okay. And a half. Yeah. So that's more than I would have suspected. Yeah. And remember, it bears repeating. Last year, when it was halfway through the season, Lamar was not hurt yet, and we looked at the division, and it was like since he was a huge underdog. Huge. And it, what were they, like plus 180 or something? Yeah, and then they wound up winning the division, going away, 12 and 12 wow. and 5, went by two games. They yeah. won by two. Because, but there was the last week. You know, yeah. it was still uh, – um, okay, so if we look at the uh, – so this is the average number of wins projected per Average division. win total per division, yeah. All right, so this is – number one is the AFC North. AFC East is second. AFC West is third. Wow, that's that's crazy. NFC East is next. Then the NFC Central. Okay, I guess there is no North. I don't know why I keep saying that. It's an old there school. is North. Oh, it is the North. Central's uh, gone. So what's what, NFC? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I forgot how bad the NFC West has become because of the demise of the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, so AFC. All right, so um, NFC. Why, why did he? I've never seen people do this without a space after the NFC. But I guess I can just say N is North, S is South. W is West, and then AFC South. All right. So, wow, that's interesting. So what they're saying is it's there's three worse than the NFC North and four better. So they played the two and the five. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a tough draw. Yeah, I agree. So, um, Mackenzie, what I'd be interested in is just the general word is KC rank on the uh, strength of schedule. And a- any source is fine for that. I mean, even PFF or and, whatever. And while we look that up, I also – I'm um, overwhelmed a little bit by the lack of a cupcake. The not overwhelmed is the wrong word, but but a lot of times you know you want to have that Houston or that Arizona, and you got two games against the Raiders if you're Kansas City. Those are those are your two easy opponents. Everybody else is decent. Everyone else is projected to be. So you're one. saying if you look at the season odds or, or lines on the games, like how many games are above a touchdown? I mean, because what you're sounding like is like. None of them are above a touchdown, except for what the—I mean, the Raiders wouldn't even be above a touchdown in in Vegas. They'd be what? six. Yeah, KC would be laying six at, at, at Raiders. Right. So, But here's the question. If I'm listening to this with a cynical ear, mm-hmm. like if I was AJ, <laughs> and I would say there's a lot of talk about that they got a tough schedule. The question is, how good are they, and has that schedule been accounted for? Right, that's ultimately I mean, we're saying a quarter point, a quarter game here, an eighth of a game there. But how? Who's to say this number doesn't account for that and more? So historical averages, I would, I'll make the case that pretty much the highest total we ever see when back when there's a 16 mm-hmm. schedule would be 12. Right, that would be the number one ranked team would be 12. All right, so now we got an extra game, so make it 12 and a half. So 12 and a half is kind of like the ceiling for as high as that's as high as we're going to go. All right. So in theory, if you're a winning team, you're going to win. More, you would count more than half that game. So you're being kind of generous 
to meaning really we'd be saying 12.7 or yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I might accept that. Yeah. Um, but if anything, it makes your point more. Right. But 12, I mean, but, but, but 12, there are, there are years that there are no 12s, you know, that that's, and, and I make the, and, and you can make the case, hey, Kansas City's in a dynasty with and Mahomes. The, and, the cor- and, and the over-under for this team this year? They're 11.7 right now. Okay. 11.6. All right. So 11.6. So your point is that. Of an elite team would be like twelve point six. That would like the highest an elite, an elite team. team with an easy schedule would be a so 12. one of the, let's say. Well, I don't know about that. I yeah, mean, I think you'd have to have an easy schedule. Well, no, because we're, what do we think of the schedule means here? Potentially a half a game. So if it's half, you know, when you add it all up, so if it's half a game. If you were twelve point six with with the, uh, I think we said if you play like the easiest schedule mm-hmm. versus an average, it's like three quarters of a win. In either direction, easiest schedule or hardest schedule. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's fair. You mean, but from the easiest to the hardest? From the easiest to the middle. To the middle. To the okay. average, yeah. Well, I, it's about a point and a half per game for that. Uh, to go so three points to go from like thirty-two to one is what I figure. So let's assume that for a second. So it'd be three points per game, right? If it if it was that super extreme, and so you'd go times seventeen. So you'd be at fifty four. So you'd be looking at in that case over a game and a half. Yeah, game and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying, yeah, I think that's fair to say. So point seven five. So if you were, if you had an average, I mean, you could be in the twelves, especially with seventeen games. If you have the hardest schedule, or if you have the easiest, it's obviously easier if you have an easy right. schedule. So your case is that KC's not a like. I would make the case that ten teams a decade coming into the season would be up in that twelve point five range. With with the current with the current number of games, I think that's high. Okay, because I used to have power ratings and teams well, would McKenzie, make it up to we, like eights got, and nines, and now now they don't get that high anymore. Well, but but Faz, it wasn't just two years ago. You had I can't remember. Let's think who it was. You had them as high as that. Remember, you've been making. You had the Rams. I had like Baltimore. Four, I had yeah. Baltimore like exactly. ten points better than an average team like in in on October tenth. So you had Buffalo last year. Before they had their swoon, you had Buffalo up in the in the nine nine and a half points better than average range. You know, that's a good question. I'll have to go back and look that up. But here's the beauty of it: we've got a database. Uh, how far does this baby go back? 1995. All right, so these are Ooh. all win totals since 95. But we believe the modern NFL started in 2012. So let's start in 12, if we can, and stack rank the highest wins, and we'll see how many we have I up like, there. I like and. Do me a favor. Eliminate the last. So this is the third year with 17 games. Yes. So eliminate this year and two prior. So let's look at the 16 game schedule by itself. Then we'll look at the last three years. Does that make sense, Mackenzie? Yep. Got it up. All right. So what do we got here? How many? Oh, wow. This is interesting. So the 17 New England had 12.4, 12 New England, 12. And now we're down to 11.6, 11.6, 11.5, 11.5. Okay. So. We want to go to eleven. So how many are? About, how many have eleven or more? No, no, not eleven. I meant eleven wins. Oh, I got you. Yeah. So it keeps growing. All right. So it looks like we had. Uh, how many teams are there there? They go down to eleven. Yeah. Right. Looks like twelve teams. All right. So twelve teams that went to eleven or more higher, and this is uh, from twelve, but not counting the last three years. All right. So now, let's look at the last three years. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this making the sausage agent? I, it, it's impressive. <laughs> Mackenzie's doing a good job. All right. So, Fez, we're going to convert this. I think 0. 0.7 win. I mean, they're. Yeah, we'll use 0. 0.7. I, right. I agree. 
So we, we got to add 2023 to this database. It, it only has a hmm. previous data so far. So, but we know we know the teams. Okay. Chiefs no, it's not necessarily. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because we're we, talking about 2023. Uh, yeah, that's there's fine. a lot more though. Yeah. So what do we got? Uh, Eleven. Oh, now we're going to look at let's say uh, 11 and a half or above, because we don't need to convert this. Three teams. All right. Three. So what the, the Chiefs this year will be the fourth team. Okay. So what we're saying here is 15 or so in 10 years. So one and a half a year would be in this elite, you know, range. And, and I tell you what, let's make Kansas City, what do you think? Make them the, make them the fourth best team in the last 10 years. Does that seem about right? Well, if, if you believe that, I think the over looks good. But go ahead. What's, what, 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 what I'm saying is if I'm looking at the, that would be 11.3, right? So considering that KC is 11.6 or so, I think it's fair to say that's about every two, uh, two a year. So what I'm saying is, is Kansas City one of the two best teams of this year, I think would answer the question, is this total viable or not, with the caveat that there's going to be a bias for the teams with the higher win totals to have had easier schedules. So to have a team with a hard schedule here is going to be more rare. I don't know how you want to assess that. Yes, yeah, so I, if Kansas City had an average schedule, I will absolutely agree. They should be around 12. They should be like the, the, they should be one of the top one or two teams each and every year. Mm-hmm. And so 12 looks good to have an average schedule. And their schedule looks so much more difficult that I'm banking on the fact that I think that that's going to have at least a half win to their detriment impact on this team from 12 down to 11 and a half, if not just so, slightly so below. So your big edge here is the point one five wins. All I need, all I need is point two extra wins. Okay. Yeah. So. I don't think – first of all, I think the analysis we did here was insightful to me too. I don't think it makes your case too well. Let me make your case in a slightly different way. Kansas City was supposed to be down last year. I mean, it was a shocker. Tyree Kill. Yeah, it was like this is the year. They're getting their cap in order. They're stepping back. Who knows with Mahomes, you know, kind of thing. And they won. So I think that's made – it's almost the opposite of my corollary of – if a team is really hyped up and they fall short, no one wants them the next year because everyone put big money on the year before that's following the steam or whatever. The Browns, a couple years ago, that was a scenario. Everyone thought they were going to do well. They fell short. Next year was the year they made the playoffs, but no one was on them, like in the mm-hmm. preseason. Here at Kansas City, all the naysayers that usually bet, I heard a lot of people bet Mahomes and KC no matter what. Because they have a fanaticism in the uh, analytics community. They love Mahomes. Like, you can't believe. They were like, this is the one year I'm not going to bet him. And, they then, bet, and, and the markets bet them under. So 11 was the number for Kansas City. They bet, and, and the VIG went under. So they were projected actually by, you know, the time season started. They have like 10 points. 10.9. 10.9. Okay. Yeah. So that, and that's an interesting analysis. How much better were they? And how much have they improved or gotten worse in the last year, and what adjustment would it be from last year's close? That's an interesting approach. But here, I think anyone that didn't bet KC, I heard this. I got to be honest, I'm not going to say what competitor it was. This was some of the dumbest analysis I ever heard. <laughs> is someone says, All right, you know, we're looking at the AFC West. This is my dumb voice. I'll get a little dumb. We're looking at the AFC West. No. And it was like, KC, I think, is minus 160 to win the division. Does that sound right? I think that's right. Uh, at least this analysis was. Mm. So well, they weren't that last year. No, that's all we're talking about. We're oh, talking yeah. about right, right now. Right, right. And they go, 
Okay, okay. I think we should do a perfecta. We should pick the first and the second team. And since KC is a lock to win the the, the West, we only got to pick the second yeah, team. Yeah, because they're minus one sixty. Surely they're going to win. That's a the, lock. Yeah, if you think it's a lock, just bet them minus one sixty. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I preach into the anti parlay choir. But but I but I think you get the point. It's like. Uh, People want to find a bet so bad. And to me, that would be a warning. Don't try to find it. You can find an opinion on everything. You can say if it was no VIG, maybe I'd liked it. But, man, when that VIG is there, that's a chasm of death. That to go from if there's no vague, never heard it called that. That's yeah, I mean, it like, should be a new term we use all the time. Yeah. What's the chasm on this now, play? The chasm of ruin, maybe. But you don't say. pay the VIG if you win. <laughs> so, you know, Warren Buffett talks about a mode of safety. This is the chasm of ruin. I've just coined it trademarked. Good. All right. All right. So and somehow I can say it. It's like a complicated thing, but I can say it. So I'm just going to say it like I'm you know, a great articulator. Fez, I think that there's an inflation to KC because of this phenomenon of the naysayers last year saying, well, God, if they're going to win last year, they're going to win every year. But I think there's a second element to this which is the sequence of these games. It's one thing, the, win, uh, the strength of schedule assesses how difficult their games are, but without any consideration of what's the first game, what's the second game, what's the last game, your point is it's so unrelenting. They don't have any game that they're like big underdogs in, but every game is competitive almost that you think there's a unrelenting element to it. Exactly so. And and so the cumulative, it's true if I take each one of the games of the year and I just calculate the point spread, I'm going to come up with how many games Kansas City is going to win. But the it's fact It's going to be in line with this number. Right, but the fact if you, the fact I got to play Cincinnati, I got to play Buffalo, I got to play Jacksonville, I got to play all these tough games in a row, and so I think that the cumulative effect on your team is just it, it's extremely difficult, not just physically, but you know, emotional, psychologically to keep trying, you have to keep getting up for game after game, and you never get a break. You never get to play Arizona where, okay, it's a mini-buy, and we'll be laying 16, and we'll win by 9. And if, if, if the Chargers aren't good, and Denver's not good, and it's very possible that both of those will be the case, the Raiders are going to have trouble being good. This could be the division's pretty much locked up in week 13, and all of a sudden we know KC's not afraid to take the foot off the gas. Yes. Because yes, that's, you know, well, a, that's the a buy, great— They would have to be—they would still want to play for the, the one bye. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But there's something about KC that it seems like in any circumstance— I mean, I, there's never been a team, I, I would say never, that has had more covers— or, or I'm sorry— ATS losses that they won the game. Yes. Mm. So it's like they seem to be able to, like if you're racing when you're 20 and your cousin's 11 and he won a race, you know how you can run and then you look over and then you can go a little faster at the end. Turn around and backpedal. It feels, well, no, I'm saying just keep, like let, let him feel like it's close, but you keep the lead. Yeah. Right. If he picked up, You'd pick up, you know. It feels like KC does that. I, I agree with that. You know, and maybe this is ridiculous, but I'm going to throw it out there. Just recently in Vegas. I'm worried had, if you're saying They, had, they had the challenge. Mm-hmm. And so Kelsey and Mahomes just stomped all over the Splash Brothers. In, retros- in retrospect, maybe you shouldn't bet in a golf event on, on, on a group named the Splash Brothers because they were splashing their balls in the water, no doubt. Well, what's that got to do with this? Well, when I was watching be, be Mahomes and you Kelsey. Think they were, you think in the offseason they were having fun? No, they were playing a lot of golf. <laughs> they really were playing well. And Kelsey's chugging his beers and pounding his drives. I'm like, 
shouldn't the, and Kelsey's like, like Karen. Kelsey's like, hey, as soon stay as, tuned. As, <laughs> he's like, hey, around. as soon as training camp starts, I'm all football. Don't worry about me. They I'll were all be handsy. They were. They all were ha- they've been bombing. They've been pounding balls because they what clearly were mean, prepping. Exactly? They've been that playing new, a lot that, of golf. They've been playing AJ, a lot of golf. Is that a new like euphemism? I I don't know, but it, he does. It does like, sound like it. The more I think about it, he's like, they're out in the off season having fun. You Dude. sound like the townsfolk in like Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I think I saw Sorensen drinking a, a <laughs> dose dose. <laughs> oh, oh, What's he supposed to be doing saw, in the offseason? We all never saw, sounded older. We all never s- sounded older. We all saw Rocky Three <laughs> as Rocky's beaten up on these nothings instead of focusing on what the tasks to coming in. All right, Casey gotta, last three seasons, 26, 39, and one ATS. That's interesting, but mm. you know I wanted a Rocky line. I want you to say, at the time when Mickey and three. Tells them that maybe always isn't as it seems. There was setups? <laughs> nah, it was good fights. <laughs> you think I wanted some goofy ATS stat? That's what I wanted. Or you should have given the ATS stat as Mickey. But, uh, <laughs> this guy will knock you yeah. to tomorrow, Rock. They was good fights. You but they wasn't focus. killers like this guy. <laughs> killers. <laughs> Sounds like Logan Roy. <laughs> you gotta be a killer. Oh, that might be good. Mickey doing lines of Logan's. <laughs> Now that that's later that's in level. that's later in July when yeah. things get slow. <laughs> so Fez, I think you're I think you're kind of almost falling over the, the the ridge right now. No, no, we were at twelve. You're with saying Kansas you saw City. them drinking we're beer. We're at twelve. I agree with that. I agree. With that. <laughs> Forget I said that. Um, but it, I mean, free roll. Kansas City should be at twelve. They have a very difficult schedule. Make it eleven and a half. That's just measuring the strength of the schedule. But that but assumes then, all the other twelves were easy schedules. But then the cum- that assumes everyone else had an average. But, but a lot of them do because oh, what yeah, happens? They right. get the, they get a cupcake. To be, you're saying their division's so easy. Well, I mean, it, it, it relatively speaking, the division. You get, so you don't know what to say now because if the division's easy, well, they think might about take New England. Think guy. about New England and all yeah. those years they got the beat up on the Jets. Sorry, Scott. You know, and how bad that so division McKenzie, was. So Mackenzie, you've got some DraftKings info up here. Explain what it is. They rank uh, the schedule by your opponent win total. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are tied for the third hardest schedule with the Bills. Only the Dolphins and Patriots have a harder schedule. Okay. Dolphins, Patriots, and Bills, does it? Yeah, the Bills are tied with the Chiefs tied, okay. with their average win total. All but, right, that's interesting. So this is just saying all we're looking at is we're not considering any factors of why win totals might be higher or lower, which would obviously be the strength of schedule of their opponents. Right. But this is a great estimate. And Casey's right there is one of the most difficult, no doubt. Bills, though, very difficult. They could go less than 500. I don't know. Here's the thing, though. Doesn't Mahomes and Andy Reid deserve the benefit of the doubt in that they they haven't had a down year since they won their first Super Bowl, right? And they did that during – was that during the MVP year? No, I can't remember. No, no, because the first year he started, KC or uh, Patriots beat him with that yeah, offside call, 34, right? 31, yeah. Yeah, and then they won it the next year. I mean, it seems like they've – when has been their down year? I mean, they haven't had one. Haven't had one this so, year. They've been to the Super Bowl three of the last uh, yeah. four years. So, yeah, so the question – you didn't do that as Mickey? Or four out of the last no. five. Right? Is that right? Four? No, three, out, three yeah. out of four. Yeah. Yeah. So, to me – I give them the benefit of the doubt. Strength of schedule is interesting. McKay, can you put their schedule up? Yep. All right. We'll just run down the schedule once and then we move on. I don't like it necessarily. I mean, it's mostly because AJ started with it. Yeah. I mean, doesn't it seem obvious if he's given? It's maybe too obvious. 
I, I love that back end. But, you know, they, actually, it's there's not... so many nuances in their schedule, too, where, like, they have to play an altitude in Denver, and then the next week they, they have to go to London, to, not uh, to Germany, how I think, to play ga- Miami. How many games a year is pounding balls worth? How do you quantify Point that? one. <laughs> <laughs> Point one. All right, here's the schedule, all right? Versus Detroit opening game, then at Jacksonville. Oh, my God. Um, it's going to be hot. Well, hold on. Versus Chicago is a pretty easy game. Let's be That's, candid. Yeah. All right. Then the Jets. It's good to get the Jets early in the year, though, because you know they're going to be better later. Sunday night football. Minnesota average at best. Denver average. The Chargers average. Oh, no. AJ thinks they're going. Wow. Well, I got to be honest. The first uh, up until week Keep nine going. is easy. Keep going. This is easy so far. Miami. That's a tough one. Bye week. Philly, so they got Philly off the bye. That's interesting. Philly's also going to be off their bye for that one. Yeah, but Philly's got the tougher team to get ready for. But I guess they play in the Super Bowl, so the prep isn't as important. You got. I also think it's a disadvantage. I think you want to play Philly early this year with the new coordinators. Um, then we got the Raiders, easy. Jeez, this is easy. Green Bay, easy. Buffalo, but at home. New England. That's wait, wait, how come the Buffalo? How come we only count the home games? Like but, at Green Bay, obviously. Saying, but aren't the games that matter the most? Is the, is the toughest games, right? And who do they? Where do they play Philly at? At home too. Okay, New England. That's tough. Raiders. Another easy one. Cincy at home. So the three toughest games are at home. Can we agree with that? Philly, Cincy, and Buffalo. Yes. That's a problem for you. And then the Chargers again. So that's a win. Dude, this is not a tough schedule. We just crunched the numbers. That's a tough schedule. There's no easy game. The Raiders. Is, there's the at, Raiders. There's 15. You're, 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 but who's you're, the easy team? You're dismissing these poor baby but, Bears but, as being garbage. I mean, they're okay this well, year. Well, do you have them over as a win total? They're 7.5. In a 17-game season, they're supposed to yeah. almost lose 10 they're games. one game below five. All right. So can we agree to the following? There's nothing about the sequencing there that's particularly tough. They, they're the only tough spot is that their only cupcakes are the Raiders. Okay, I accept that. But I, who's the easy teams in this league? If we say the Rams, the Cardinals, um, what, Tennessee maybe? and, and Houston, Tampa Houston, Bay. Houston, Tampa. Arizona, yep. I guess there's a lot of Indy. them. They don't have any of them. That's an interesting point. Washington, It's an interesting point. Yeah. There, I mean, you could make the case that the – I mean, where's the Raiders at? Fifth or sixth worst team, maybe, by the power rankings? Seventh worst. Okay, so they're saying the, the top six bottom teams, or the bottom six teams, they don't play any of That's right. That that could have saved us 15 minutes. I agree. <laughs> I mean, that is a compelling case. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, everyone. It took a long time to and, finally drag it out. And they played the three toughest teams. And pounding balls. And they pound balls. <laughs> Next up, Scott Seidenberg. All right, let's take uh, 25 minutes and let's go over <laughs> the Washington Commanders under six and a half wins. Ooh, I don't like this either. Well, I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I don't know how you win games without a quarterback, and the Commanders don't have a quarterback. And for all the respect that some people like to give Sam Howell because of one game that he played last year, which he didn't, it wasn't exactly great. What happened to Heineke? Heineke's gone. Where is he? Gone. Hot Atlanta. Yeah. Backing up in Atlanta. Backing up Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. But for, for everything that, you know, okay, Sam Howell learned in his rookie year, guess what? Throw it out the window. He's got a new offensive coordinator now in year two. He's starting over. Eric Bieniemy. 
Now, do I think Biennemi is going to be good? Uh, we don't know. We haven't really seen him without Andy Reid, so not sure how the offense is going to look. But Sam Howell's got to learn an entirely new offense. And how high are they on Sam Howell anyway? Like, all this talk from Ron Rivera about how much they love Sam Howell, how much he was the guy that they were targeting all along in the draft. They could have drafted him three rounds earlier. They took him in the fifth round. So how much do you really love the guy? And I got to be honest. If Washington was trying to win football games, Jacoby Brissett would be their starting quarterback instead of backing up Sam Howell. Did very well last year, Brissett. Exactly. They are not in the business of winning this year. They're in the business of building towards the future. New ownership needs to see what they have in this team. They need to see what they have in this quarterback, or else they're going to be drafting a quarterback next year, probably hiring a new head coach and firing Ron Rivera. I think all signs point to this team underperforming this year. Plus, now you look at the schedule. Three West Coast trips on their schedule, going to Denver, going to Seattle, going to L.A., a lot of travel miles going to wear on this team as the season winds down. I, I think this is a team that's clearly the fourth team in their own division. I don't see them winning seven games. Well, let me ask you the question. Are you concerned that they were the last person to get the memo on Washington specifically? Yes, yeah, so seven and a half when it opened up. And, but we didn't do this contest when it opened up. So every we did this month, contest now. Every, literally every two weeks, their season win has gone down like, like yep. a, a fraction and so it's gone from the 7.2 to the 7 to the 6.6, 6, and now it's 6.4. Just tells me I'm on the right side. So what, so what is the, from the open till now, what has it dropped? From 7.2 mm -hmm. to 6.4. Pretty big. I'm an optimist on Washington. So, but I'm not sure I'm right, and here's why. I used to believe that if a front office decides something, they know something we don't. Mm -hmm. And that's confidence. And we're seeing that with Atlanta, right? Yep. Is that's going the opposite way. Same kind of quarterback situation, right? They're starting Sam Howell. And I but what I'm saying yeah. is, is it's a second-year quarterback that played a handful of games. or they only played one game. One game, in this case, versus four mm -hmm. or whatever. Pretty similar. Yeah. Sure. And one, the total's going up. Other, it's going down. Because so, one, so one, I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, in one hand— you could make the case Atlanta that the public or the betters are back, in my opinion, that Atlanta knows something. Why would they be doing this? Mm -hmm. The reason I don't think that applies in Washington is with the transfer of ownership. They don't care. Bingo. Go ahead. That's what I said. With new ownership, they need to see what they have in this team to build towards the future. Because I, I believe if they wanted to win games this year, Jacoby Brissett is their starting quarterback. Uh -huh. He's the better of the two. So I think they need to the ownership needs to see what they have in Sam Howell to figure out if they're going to draft a quarterback next year. They need to see what they have in Eric Bieniemy to see if him as the offensive coordinator is going to work or if Ron Rivera is going to get fired at some point. This is all about a team that is not designed to win this year but designed to explore what they have for the future. I think that's a compelling case. I think Fez is right a little late to the party with it. But that said, I I feel that you're probably and, and I think Bianami, there's a chance that he could go from OC, the head coach gets fired, and he's the head coach. I do believe that that I think that will happen. You think it will? So yeah, I mean, it brings up. I guess what I'm saying is this: the more I read about what happens behind the scenes in all these major sports, if a team's running smoothly, they're going to be rational. When there's outside factors, they're not necessarily as rational because they have misaligned interest or they have divergent mm -hmm. interest. 
I mean, I think Rivera's at the point where he's cashing a last big paycheck. He's never getting another head coaching job after this. I mean, he, if anything, he's one of the biggest fugazis when it comes to like, oh, he's a winner. Except if you count his winning seasons, there's not many of them. Mm-hmm. There was the one great Carolina year. Yeah, the Cam Newton MVP season. And, you know, that. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it was like, Mackenzie, look at his record. How many How many uh, double-digit win seasons does he have, for example? You know, he, it's just the one. Yeah. Was, oh, he said, hold on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the D, the D line with they didn't pick up the fifth year option. I mean, it feels like it, there could be even internal issues. So he had three double digit wins. 2013, 2015, 2017 was his last one. Okay. I mean that that run was nice. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been a while, right? It just seems like I, I and I, I I really like I'd hate to, I I don't mean any disrespect and I don't want to come off as saying this like the wrong way. You didn't but say if, Redskins. No, oh, no, wait, no. No. Um, if he, if I, I, again, it might this this might come off wrong, and I apologize in advance. But if he did not go through his cancer situation, he would have been fired already. Well, see, my understanding is that under Snyder, he was taking a lot of heat. He was like almost like a professional pinata to take the heat. Because he had enough standing that he could, he had the like uh, currency to do that. I think that's. I think Snyder just liked him being a team guy, mm-hmm. and I think the chances are the new owner's going to want new people in. Right? You can't look at the recent years and say that's what I want more of. But the extra sympathy that came with the cancer. I mean, I was impressed. I mean, the fact he was fighting it during the season. Yeah. And they actually had had a, a decent. If I remember, that wasn't a horrible season. No. Was that the Alex Smith last year? No, that was the I think that was the Heineke playoff year. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. So that's impressive. Um, it was it wasn't that the same year though Heineke playoff because Heineke um, played. No, it might have been the year after then. Okay. Um, so Faz, you you think that this pick's generally correct? You just don't like the va- the la- the lost value. Yes, and you know maybe I, I'm it's it's probably. A fault of mine that I just hate to be like when nothing has changed mm-hmm. other than the number. I'm like, why didn't I get at that earlier? And it's like, hey, it could still be good though. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, when you say nothing's changed, maybe there was a thought of, I think like you look at the Patriots, there was a thought they were going to get Hopkins. Now they made a signing of Parker, so it looks less likely they're going to get hot. Oh, that's certainly true. So well, they could have pa- gotten they could have gotten the quarterback, and yeah, now we know yeah. they're, they. Or well, as they time didn't. passes, yeah. the, the the lack of action when action is required mm-hmm. maybe can be a, a factor. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you think, AJ? You you had the best record last year. I, I generally agree with Scott on the under here. I, I'm very bearish on Washington. Who are you? Not bear because you're a bearish person. I am a bearish person. Do you general. watch the Bear? Apparently, it's a new. Oh, it's a second year show that's great about a restaurant. I haven't seen the I second seen season it. yet. But I, the first season was very good. Is that right, cocaine? Gonna... Is that cocaine Bear? No, no, no. no. <laughs> There's no blonde woman doing a walk of shame. There's no cocaine Bear. <laughs> he has, he's like the most sober person. You know, uh, takes his job serious. He takes his betting serious. But when it comes to entertainment, it's he's like lowbrow. Yeah, he's like a college kid or something. It's funny. Do you watch Cinemax after dark? Just re- reruns of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> it's know, funny. RJ, RJ will sometimes talk to me, and he'll he'll be surprised at the the movies that I've watched. He's like, "Oh, that, you don't seem like the kind of guy who would watch these movies." <laughs> Fez is like the anti me. Exactly. Fez watches all the shit that I should be watching. <laughs> 
Well, you watch that too. You just oh, yeah, I watch it all. Let's go watch Cannonball Run together. <laughs> all right. So officially under Washington, Washington under six and a half. Okay, Mackenzie, you're up next. I like the Cleveland Browns over. Oh, oh, oh! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stole hold, it from RJ. Hold the effing phone. Stolen from RJ. Do you have any? Do you have any documentation of your interest in this pick? Yes, I've been talking to Sleepy Jay. He loves this pick more than I do. He finally convinced me because this is our fourth pick. No, what, been... I'm sorry. I know you want to continue on and not address my question. Sure. Today, I gave you a pick. Would, would you agree with that? Yes, you were talking broadly about picks. Broadly. And you suggested yeah. this one in particular as some place you might look. And that pick was? Cleveland Browns to overperform. And now, a couple hours later, your pick is Cleveland over. It clinched it for me. It was the last piece of the puzzle. This is like goodwill hunting. It's like, it's like oh, so you'll wait till RJ tells you that Cleveland, do you have any original thoughts no, on this no, no, manner? No, no. I, like, I like that he, hey, you might as well gather information. That's true. I'm, but you, you just got to wonder, could he be less obvious, maybe? But go ahead. I'll let it go. Well, I know you like my, my, the one, other one I was looking at, which was Jets under, and it's a similar handicap. I think mm. quarterbacks come to a new team. There's a lot of expectations, and when they disappoint, people are surprised, but they shouldn't be. Historically, if you bet non-rookie QBs that are a starter for the QB, starter for the team for the first time, 14 wins, this is from 2015, 23 losses versus the win total, down 8.8 wins per season per team. Wait, right. minus point eight versus the expectation so, of season wins. So you couldn't have said exactly. that. You couldn't have said that any worse. So, also correct. I mean, it was like you. It was. It was like if I I'm, if I'm I came, to... if I came up with the trend, it'd be hard to understand what he meant. Let me give the trend. So these are non-rookie QBs. So not a rookie. Now I'm reading the trend from his, and he takes it down. All right, non-rookie QBs, the first week starter. So you know they came in supposed to be the starter, but here's the key: they're a starter for a new team. So what could that be? That's going to be a uh, veteran that, that signs or gets traded, whatever. Phillip Rivers for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Great example. Now, Mahomes, by saying excludes Mahomes, I think that the better way, and tell me if this is consistent, would be to say that if it's a second-year starter for the same team, so it's a rookie in their first or second year we eliminate. Does that? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so there's no other that was a rookie that was just waited a year to start. No, no, yeah, exactly. Is that correct? All right. So we'll just say if it's a uh, if it's a guy, so it's really had to be someone that wasn't with the team the la the prior year. Yes. Okay. So a new quarterback that wasn't with the team, but it's not a new drafted quarterback. That'd be another way to say, it, right? Yep. Okay. So like Jordan Love would not be on this list. Okay. Carson Wentz would qualify. Yes. Baker Mayfield, whenever he goes Carson to the new team, Carson Wentz isn't even with the team. No, I was saying in the past. He qualified just, in India. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Point. Yeah. That if you say that team for the entire year, they're over under win total, 14 times it's gone over, 23 under, three pushes. All right? So 14 and 23 to the under. That's under. Like well, strongly. I, see, that shows how good these unders are. In season it shows one. these, it shows these <laughs> re um Retreads. Retreads. Yeah. That's a good way to say. It. Don't do well. And and who knows more about these quarterbacks? The team that doesn't want to re-sign them or trades them. I wonder what percentage of these guys. So there's thirty. There's forty of them, right? I wonder what percentage of them are starters the next year. Like Wentz in Indy, that counts. He was a starter the next year. Wentz in Washington, no, not going to be a starter. But I'm confused with something. You like Cleveland over. 
Yes, this is what I'm saying. So I was going <laughs> to pick the Jets, and a few episodes ago we were talking off air about but it. But doesn't, doesn't Deshaun Watson fall into the same category? Last year he did. No, he didn't start the first game. But he has prior experience with the team. But, but you, very limited. But experience. you never. But you never said that. Or no, wait, you're saying no prior experience. He with almost the team. qualifies. Okay. For yeah. This. Almost. But, but he's right. In a way, yeah. it's the fact he had the whole offseason yeah. with the same team. All right, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Like, so last fine. year, when we didn't know if Watson was going to be suspended for the whole season or not, they had a win total of eight and a half. When he was announced to be suspended for what 11, 12 games, it went up to nine and a half. Now he's going to be not only playing the whole 17-game schedule if he stays healthy, he'll have more experience with the team. This negative effect of being a new quarterback won't be in play. And their win total's a half game lower. So I'm, I'm grabbing the value. Uh, and I wanted to be positive. So I was going to go under Jets with the same theory, but you clinched it for me. I'm going to go over Browns. Okay. Now, the one thing you just said that I think is even more impressive, if you think about it, is when the win total went to 10 after the suspension, that implies the win total would have been – 10.7 or 11 if Watson had been scheduled to play the whole year. I agree with that. So, really, if we say Watson's available for the whole year this year, if he were last year, it would have been 10.7 wins. And how many wins is it now? 9.2. Consensus. That's con- that, that's a very good – and no one's going to argue about Cleveland's, like, roster not being But a I would roster. make the following case. Their D last year was a problem. It was bad. Hmm? And they've revamped that D majorly. Now, so I think they might start sl- a little slow on D because there's so many, there's a new coordinator. There's there's like I think there's like six or seven new starters. Um, can you look that up, Mackenzie? Number of new starters. Yeah. Oh, well, this falls into the team that the expectations, and then mm-hmm. and then the, the next pub- year, the next year, and the public down on them, and yeah. Yeah, though I think in that case it wasn't so much the Browns, but Watson himself. Yes. I think they're so down. Yeah, because he was so terrible. They have six new defensive signings that are expected to start. Think about that. That's more than half the defense. So, but they're all upgrades in theory. At least, you know, the defense underperformed. Yeah. So, you know, I have to ask you this, RJ. Mm -hmm. Something doesn't, something's rotten in the AFC North Denmark here. Every single team seemingly is getting love. Everyone's picking the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. All right. Everyone's betting Baltimore to go over. They're betting Cleveland to go over. And everyone is betting Pittsburgh to have a winning year and them to go over. Don't they all reside in the same division? I think this obsession. So there's there's the extra game that they play. There's three games a year that are the extra division games, right? Meaning if you just yep. played your division once, there'd be three games. You play them twice or six. Yeah. So there's three extra games. It's not. I mean, I know they're chopping up the wins, but it's not like correlated like it's eighty percent. It's one third of the schedule. Yeah, a little more than one third is division games. Uh, yeah, six, so it's six six of the seventeen. But I guess. The second game is what makes it feel so important. But I guess you might not play them the first time. So, okay, if you weren't in the same division. I think it's unusual, though, that we catch bullishness on every team in a division like this. Average win total in the AFC North, 9.9. Pretty crazy. Here's my question, McKenzie. Take a look at this. Get the delta on our win totals from the open. And then do that by division. Mm. I'd be interesting to see what the general sentiment is per division. Because in theory, there should be very little net deltas. Because if one goes up, one's supposed to go down. Right, and, the, and, and the NFC West is going to free fall. Well, maybe not because Seattle went up, but I'm done. I know the Rams and Arizona just both crashed. And San Fran crashed. That's true. That's true. You know, that brings up something. This is – we'll take a, a little break from the picks for uh, two minutes. Mackenzie might not like this. You might want to earmuffs, we'll call it. 
<laughs> Trey Lance started last year, got hurt in the second game. Right. Jimmy G was supposed to be traded. So the 49ers brain trust said the Maserati keys have been given to Trey Lance. He is the driver, and we got hardly anything to back him up. They didn't know what Mr. Irrelevant was. Okay. He gets hurt after a game and a half. McKenzie, the whole offseason, say, what's changed? What's changed? And you know what? He's mostly right. Like, a guy getting hurt after a game and a half, what, how does that change? Like, maybe he has a propensity to get hurt, but it's one injury. How mm-hmm. can we really say that? But now they're saying they can't trade. I mean, like the report, the true reports coming out are they're trying to trade him for a fourth rounder and they can't get a fourth rounder. And that he's clearly the third quarterback, that he will not be the backup. Again, this is all before camp, so who knows what's going to happen. He's, so there's reports that he's clearly worse than Sam Darnold? No, it's like they're saying Sam Darnold might get to start week one if Purdy's not 100%. That's what I've heard. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, because I've heard a lot of indictments of Trey Lance that may be like, that, that may be the new king. But really, to quote McKenzie, what's changed? Meaning, the guy got hurt. This Isn't this an indictment? And again, I, obviously, I'm fond of McKenzie. Obviously, I think Kyle's a good coach. I don't know who made these decisions, so I can't even say point the finger of blame anywhere. But whoever did... Isn't it almost malpractice to go into the season with Trey Lance thinking so negatively about him now when what has changed in the interim? That he got hurt? So what that tells me is they knew he was a disaster. Correct me if I'm right. So his injury, is there is there any lasting impact? So hey, it doesn't injury? seem like it. But, I mean, who knows? Yeah. His mobility was supposed to be a strong suit. Mm-hmm. But as I said, like, very presciently a week before he got hurt, I'm hearing people say he doesn't run right, that, that, that he runs into hits and, you know. Mm. So I don't know. But here's what I know. It's hard. If you were super high on Trey Lance, there's no reason you wouldn't be high on him now. You wouldn't have Casper rated over him. Yeah. So, but, but, but think, think about this now. And, I mean, this is a serious matter. Is if the 49ers knew he was a disaster, but they went into the season with the intention of trading Jimmy G and him being the only quarterback because they didn't want to take the embarrassment I mean, the only reason you'd go in with a disaster quarterback is you can't politically replace him. You can't, yeah. And my question is, how could his standing have dropped so much between that injury and now that he's a third-string quarterback? Unless they thought very little of him way back at the start of last season, right? Unless they just saw more of him. But how could they yeah. when he's rehabbing? Maybe, or unless there was some internal problem while he was rehabbing. Maybe they don't think the he's rehab went rehab poorly. Seriously yeah. or... Maybe, maybe. I don't think it's that. And um, who was that on the herd that was recently talking about this? But they it's were talking about, about this. This, yeah, they were talking about whether. No, go. Ahead. I want to hear what they were talking who's about. Who's the better quarterback? The question for who's the backup to Brock Purdy is who's the best backup backup for Brock Purdy? If Trey Lance is a completely different style, if he has growing pains, if they're going to have to build a system around him. It might not be as advantageous. Last year, they were saying, we're starting a whole new project from scratch. We're willing to do that. Now we are going with Brock Purdy. Trey Lance is less part of that equation. It doesn't seem like 
his skill or his or parsing each of his practices has anything to do with that decision. That could be a good point. I, 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 think, I think that's it, good. I, I think you don't it, want an inexperienced quarterback backing up an inexperienced quarterback. But you well, want a quarterback that runs the same play. system. Yeah, I think yeah. style of play. I think it's yeah. a good point. It, it doesn't change the fact that his standing is it's even debatable. First of all, the fact he's not the starter is, I mean, because it's not like Purdy did all that. I mean, Purdy was, you know, training wheels. Yeah, there's no competition for. I yeah, mean, the fact there's not even competition. Yeah. I mean, Joe Montana and Steve Young had competition. They literally did. So it was like, but I think that's a good point, and I think it mitigates the point a little bit. But what I want to hear is, because I heard nothing on the herd, what was the exact discussion on the herd about? That I think it was Tom Pelissero thinks Darnold will be the backup quarterback. All right, but it has nothing to do with what the decision San Francisco made last year, what the events since calling the question, the, the rationale of that decision. That was not discussed. No. That seems to be the point, not that he's going to be the third stringer, right? What I'm bringing fresh to this conversation. Yeah, I wasn't saying anything. Yeah. Well, you said this is a lot like the herd, and I'm like, no. No, I mean, I was just remembering the thought process that I'd heard about this issue. Okay, it's a good point. I still think that this guy has gone after an injury to, I don't know the rumors about, I mean, you would think if he was any good, they could get two first for him. I mean, look at what they got for Carson Wentz. The Philly got with a huge contract. Indianapolis gave him like a first and a second, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, there, there was conditions. I just heard something change in my ear. So is anyone hearing anything different? Mm-mm. No. All right. Sorry about that. I just had a minute mic issue, I thought. I think I sound the same now. So that's good. Um, and you had the – during that minute, you uh, addressed the – Yeah, in the, Car- in the Carson Wentz trade, the Eagles got back a uh, first-round pick and a third-round pick. And, I mean, I don't know if the rumors are true, but I'm hearing they try to get a third and they couldn't, and now it's do they want a fourth or do they want to wait? And, I, I mean, even with Carson Wentz, there was a moment, but a, a brief moment, but a moment where it looked like Carson Wentz was an above-average an NFL well, he quarterback. Was an MVP. He would have been the MVP yes. his second year if it was like a 14-week year. Trey Lance, at his peak, has never shown that. Yeah. I mean, at his peak is maybe a high school game. <laughs> I mean, but but the thing that's saving San Francisco is that Mac Jones isn't a star. Because if Mac Jones were a star, mm-hmm. it'd be a huge problem. I mean, but the real question is, who would you? I mean, yeah, you'd rather have Justin Fields, like you know, that got drafted after. But would you really rather have Mac Jones? Yeah, you'd rather have Mac Jones. But it's almost like, do you want a car with? Two, do you want a tire with two holes in it or one hole? They're, neither of them are good, right? So I don't know. But Mac Jones might be. It might, you know, looking back at that, it might be a matter of the OC last year, and now O'Brien can save him. I don't know. And who knows? I mean, Trey Lance, maybe the injury. Mackenzie, what are you honestly hearing about his injury? That he's healthier than he's ever been in the NFL. Hmm. Okay. How could he be when he came in his freshman or his first that year? Summer, he, he hurt his thumb. No two- one ever gives him credit for hurting his thumb in the summer. But he wasn't playing. What did he hurt his thumb at? The swimming pool? Yeah, in practice. At the swimming pool? No, it was in trading camp. <laughs> Golf. <laughs> Banging balls. Banging balls. <laughs> damn it. That was good. All right. Let's go on to our next pick, AJ Hoffman. I uh, I made a, a last minute. Which of my picks are change? You? Okay, go ahead. Oh dear. Uh, I'm going Houston Texans under six and a half, and kind of the opposite of Scott, where it's gone from. 
perfect. Where the market's gone. <laughs> That's me, baby. It's gone down, 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 and now Scott's buying low. I've waited for the market to go up, up, up. The market's so bullish on the Why did you think it was going up? Uh, I think the, the market's bullish on the new coach, which they should be. But to go from seven wins in the last two seasons to having to win seven games this season, I think it's too much of a, uh, too much of a jump for a franchise that's had massive turnover year over year. And a rookie quarterback with no wide receiving options, the best wide receiver they traded out, uh, Brandon Cooks. So now they're look, Robert Woods is a number one wide receiver. I mean, they they're not they're not setting C.J. Stroud up for success. D'Amico Ryan's I do think is going to have success long term, but I don't think it's instantaneous. So, and I think to to jump them up to seven wins this season is is too much of a of an ask. I think this is a good pick. I like this hmm. defense. There's people saying top ten defense, possibly. So I mean. When you when you look, I mean, you're more familiar with this team. I know there's been a lot of turnover. When you look at the defense, how optimistic are you? And last year, let's look at the football outsiders. I think their D was pretty good last year. I'll check that. I'll, I'll check their their uh, DVOA. But the defense is on the rise, certainly. Young. But they're all young. Yep. They're all first, second, third year guys. Which that, that means you get better. Sure. Yeah. But know, the, the rule of one. If I take the season win up and down one, mm-hmm. it makes this look like a really good pick, I think. Because if you told me Houston's season win number was five and a half, it'd be like, eh, I'm okay with that. Doesn't seem. And that's up. what it opened at was five. Does, and a half. Doesn't seem that crazy. But if you told me it was seven and a half, it's like you're out of your effing mind. This is an eight nine team. Well, here's the question though: What was Jacksonville's win? I mean, Jacksonville had the number one pick two years in a row. Then they made the playoffs. These rebuilds in the NFL don't take. A long, it's not like the NBA. It's a four-year. Now, Houston's dragged it out mm-hmm. in a weird way. Jacksonville was 6.6 was their season win last year. That was the close? Yeah. Okay, so, I mean. It so kind that of, makes your point. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, I, I guess. But that, was, that wasn't Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. Well, after Trevor, the, the, the optimism on Trevor Lawrence after year one was a lot lower than it was entering year one. Sure. So, I mean, in general, it was like a worse Trevor, worse than a rookie or worse than Trevor Lawrence. Uh, all I know is this. Houston's going to do anything they need to, no matter, steal, beg, borrow, lawyers, guns, and money. They're not going to give the second pick or the third pick to Arizona. Yeah. That will be a literally clear the house of everyone that was involved in that pick. It's time for you to go home. <laughs> And After one year on the job, whatever. I mean, I don't. I, you know, what I hear is there was real consternation, and it was like a negotiated piece. Hey, because here's the thing about D'Amico Ryan's. He's running the San Francisco mm-hmm. defense, which is you. It's it's a version, if I'm not mistaken, of this. You know, the cover. You know, the, what was it? The Tampa three or the Tampa two? It, it's more of a takeoff of the Seattle defense, in which you got to have good D linemen. I mean, look at the 49ers, right? They have they spent all their money on the D line on defense, or not all, but they got a great middle linebacker. But the point is, you need to have that line. He said, this is my guy on the line. And they made a crazy trade to get that second pick after Stroud, or the, the second pick, third pick overall after Stroud. But I think if it gets to be late and they're thinking, okay, we got th- four wins, let's say, and there's you know, three games left, they're going to be playing so hard when other t- – you know, 
pump up the end of the season. I hope they play some tanking. Like they play one or two tanking. They teams. play Tennessee twice from in week fifteen and seventeen. Ooh, Tennessee. Now I'm always variable, more optimistic. But at Indy week eighteen. Okay, that's interesting because Indy might now Indy's going to get better. I think as the year goes on, but that's not a hard. Let's look at this schedule. Oh, they got Arizona. Oh, that's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, <laughs> lot on the line. You uh, take the ball. No, you yeah. take the ball. <laughs> Those seem a lot easier than what Kansas City has to play. <laughs> yeah, let's take a look. Let's look at this. Baltimore's a tough one. Indianapolis early. I like that. Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Atlanta. Boy, that's going to be that's interesting. New Orleans, Carolina, Tampa. They play all the NFC South games in a row. Since he's a tough game, Arizona, Jacksonville, Denver, Jets. Tennessee, Cleveland, Tennessee, and This is the easiest schedule I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're right, Fez. How many games do they have with some one of the bottom five teams? And Kansas City has none, right? So yes. Yeah, I mean, this is crazy. And they get the bottom teams twice, like an Indy. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know but, what, can, can, let's, let's correlate this to our long shots. Houston to win the division. <laughs> then again, then again, Indy right now. When we analyze this Indy schedule, we're like, well, they get Houston twice. No, it's true. But but the theory is, if you if you only if you only need to win seven games, I, yeah. this is seven of seventeen. Right? You can lose ten of them. Now I hear you. I, listen, I like it a lot more. At five and a half, no doubt. Right. And I think you're doing a good job. I'm coming in late because there's no VIG. I wouldn't want to lay the VIG on this. But I hear people talking about division. Like, seriously. But I'm wow. hearing people talking about Indianapolis. Jacksonville's overrated. I agree I, with that. Yes, yes. And, and I think they just lost. I still think they're the best team in the division, but yeah, I think they're sure. overrated. I think if you did nothing but fade rookie quarterbacks their first year, it's close. But you wind up winning if you play unders. Fez, we know you're going to say play under no matter what. Even if they pound balls, you want them to play out. You play under. I mean, it doesn't matter. That seems to be a theme. Yeah. I mean, but in general, oh, here's the division. Now, this is interesting. Look at the respect the Colts are getting. Wouldn't you have said the Colts and the Texans were in the same kind of category entering the year? No, I think completely. Anthony Richardson's a wild card. I think I think he might have a higher basement than yes, people think. I think. I, yeah, and it's funny because we're we're talking about one team having a, an Ohio State quarterback and C.J. Stroud, the other one having Anthony Richardson, who I think could be similar to Justin Fields in that it, even if everything else is a disaster, he can just run away with the football and make something happen. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a benefit, like well, while he grows. I don't I don't know what if that helps anything for his long term, but I think in the short term he can cover up being terrible. By running the football. Well, the theory, and this is serious research, like this is what the sharpest people believe. If you don't have the ability to run, it's very hard to come into the NFL with the Tom Brady-esque pocket ability fully formed. That you're going to have a learning curve inevitably, and the only way to overcome that is by running the first two years. How'd Purdy do it? Again, this is the Shanahan love. Is it, you know, how, how did... Um, I'm having a mental block. Who was the guy that that has I mean, he had the most yards after 100? Nick Mullins. Mullins. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you know I don't know. I mean I've never seen Shanahan's offense actually. I mean I guess you could say Atlanta and, and Matt Ryan had one of the best years in 16. At, you know the last 10. Yeah, but he was touted as being you know so NFL ready. Who are we talking about? Matt now? Ryan. When you're talking, no, about, he oh. wasn't a rookie. We're talking about oh. Shanahan's ability to rise up. 
mediocre quarterbacks, oh, but does oh. it cause a B quarterback to become an A? Mm-hmm. I think the Matt Ryan year is the one year we could. I mean, mm-hmm. Schaub was pretty deep. I mean, again, he wasn't the, was he, he wasn't the coordinator in Houston, was he, or was he? He became the coordinator, but he started out as a quarterback. Yeah, coach. so, I mean, he's got a long history of, of mm-hmm. bringing guys up. We just haven't seen Shanahan bring a guy to elite elite at least more than the one mm-hmm. year. Because if I'm not mistaken, Shanahan was there in 15, and, and, and Matt Ryan struggled. I remember Malinsky was really down on Atlanta in 16 because mm. he said Matt Ryan's getting older and Shanahan and Shanahan um, uh, there, there needs to be movement in the quarterback. That was the assumption at the mm. time in that offense, and they didn't think Matt Ryan was ready for that. He was getting too old for it. But in 16, he was amazing. Yeah. That was a Super Bowl year. Um, was, was Kyle there in 15? Yeah, they went 8-8 eight and eight as the first year in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, a quarterback uh, wins are not an offensive coordinator stat. But Super Bowl losses are. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't, I've never said that. But that's also another thing that I sort of dislike about the Texans this season is CJ Shroud's not a runner. So being forced to be a passing quarterback with poor wide receivers, it makes me feel like it's going to be a, a, a bigger learning curve for a guy like CJ Stroud. But at he, least early. But processing, he's much more ready than. But no doubt. So. I mean, Matt Jones, Mac Jones, in theory, was super ready, though he's not a runner. He had one of the best rookie years of the last 10 years. He just did. Yep. Now his second year was horrible. Now, what happens, right? This is interesting. Would you agree, Fez, you're hearing a lot of pro things about or positive things about Houston? Oh, absolutely. And that's reflected in the greater market. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I, I mean, I've heard guys I respect throw out they can win the division. Yeah. Part of it is I just don't want – AJ's, would you say toxic disdain for all the Houston teams? It, oh, at least there's a reason bothered, he's barred I mean, for life. By yeah. the way, the Texans' offensive coordinator has been under Shanahan for the past several years. He was the passing game coordinator in San Francisco. Boy, they're digging deep to get guys. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, we never. I want to ask you all of you guys. We never talk about this. So you get a, uh, you know, a, a quarterback that obviously won all his games in high school, extremely successful in college, and now all of a sudden, you, Josh Allen. And now, man, it's true, Wyoming. Um, and then you got then he shows up, and instead of winning, you know, going nine and one, he you blink and he's and he's two and seven, and that's got to be a culture change or a shock almost. Well, that's what Trevor Lawrence went through. Remember, Trevor Lawrence didn't lose football games, and then he got to the NFL and he lost everyone. Like I think he's gonna have a hell of a year this year. <laughs> that's my prediction. All right. I don't have a pick, so we and we're done. You're right? wrapped up. Yeah. So Teams ne- are full. All right, so let's do this. Next week, we're going to recap every pick. We're going to recap what the buy price was, and then we got some forced picks to be made from the followers. I'm not one of them. And who knows? We might even do some more. You know, who knows? Pick things off. Bah, bah, bah. All right, so there'll be multiple picks next week because there's been multiple followers. Okay, we're shifting gears. And going to what are we talking about? Long shots. Long shots. Long shots. All right, Fez, what do you got? Green Bay Packers to win the NFC. Ooh. Highly volatile. The NFC. They're the going to the Super Bowl. Yes, they don't have to make it to the Super Bowl because the AFC is so stacked that I think the odds are better. Take 22 to 1. And this is all about the volatility of Jordan Love. We all know Green Bay, if they have a good quarterback, they're a contender. But we're worried. Jordan Love might suck. But if he's competent or even good, all of a sudden he'll be better 
than the guy Rogers they just ran out of town was last year. Well, they didn't run him out of town. They okay. all gave him 150 million for three years. Yeah, you're right. You're he collected right. the 50 and said, "I don't want to be here anymore." You're 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 right. <laughs> so, and I've got a, I've got a team that has a good coach, has a culture of winning and competing for the Super Bowl. I think it's worth the flyer, 22 to one. Hmm. Josh, I don't think that they are going to win the division. That's so long, that's why it's a long shot. Yeah. I guess you're right. The question is, can we see it happening? Mm-hmm. My answer is no. But I, I do I do appreciate where Fez is coming from with this selection because no one else is picking them right now. And well, What part of this do you see as not tenable? That Jordan Love is above average? No. Then what else? Because the defense is the most pedigree defense. Sure. And I like the division, but but basic strategy. I want to look at a division that doesn't have you know any juggernauts and is and is thin on on contenders. All I got to worry about really to win the division is Detroit. Implicitly, this is a, a faded Detroit. Now, in a, another contest we did, I mean, they finished behind Minnesota as well last year. Well, but Min- I mean, look, the Minnesota's going to win nine games. Minnesota's win total says they're an average team, and there's no variance to that team. I don't think. Well, well last, year was pro- last year proved there's variance That's because when you have a bunch of close games. And, and I accept what you're saying, that they're an average team, but the win totals also say Green Bay is a below-average team, so that makes Minnesota better than them. So you can't just say, we've, I've just got to worry about Detroit, because otherwise you, like Minnesota underwinds would be like the biggest bet ever, right? I think you're making an interesting point, but I, I think it's just semantics. What he's saying is that the Lions are an unreliable favorite, and Green Bay is pretty much the equal of the other teams, meaning there's a chance Minnesota could go 13-4 and four again or whatever. But in general, it's not a great concern. It's almost like Green Bay controls their own destiny and that if they have the performance fest stinks, it's a rare chance that someone, like, lines you never know. But the idea of Minnesota, you know, if, if Green Bay wins 12 games, they can feel pretty good they're going to win the division. Yes, exactly. I think. Yeah, I, I think twelve. Yeah, I think twelve is guaranteed to win that. But Where, in whereas AFC in the division, East, AFC East, you're, you're, yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you can win 12 and lose by two games. Yeah. Which is why I'm inclined to like the pick, but I I like it for division more, just because I I don't want to go against Philly. Right, and the only the only reason I did is you 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 said long shots. Yeah. I wanted to give you a big one. And again, we're not, it's not even about the bets that we're gonna have kind of related bets with it, and they can pick whatever they want to yep. pick. The, the the listeners can decide what to follow if they agree with you or not. But the general point, the Green Bay's offense is good because Jordan Love is good, and from there. Winning the division is not a stretch. From there, winning the NFC is not a stretch. It'd be a challenge, but not a stretch. Packers right now plus 475 to win the division. That's fourth behind yeah. the Chicago Bears. That's the thing that, that people were saying. That doesn't seem right. The yeah. Bears aren't winning that division. Now, remember, remember, defense doesn't correlate year to year as much. Well, they had a bad defense last year, which shows you how there is randomness. But if you just looked at the personnel and build it from the ground up, player up, Green Bay would have a top seven or eight defense, yes. you'd think. Now, let's see what happens. All right, Sleepy J. Now, this is a quote. So Mackenzie, apparently you were you overheard Faz and you were thinking of using Green no, Bay. No, Faz wasn't here yet. I was. This was middle of the day. I was talking to Sleepy and right after you gave the instruction. And you say, hey, you might look at Packers as a long shot. I was looking at the plus five hundred or whatever for the division. Yeah. And he says, I think you're nuts. They are going to suck, <laughs> and that's my team. They sucked last year. They won eight games. Faz, is there any? I'm reading something <laughs> verbatim. Is there any chance you'd be quiet just for that? <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> now they lose their top wide receiver and MVP QB. It's a wise guy pick, but not wise. Oh, he was thinking about that one for a while. Lions or Mini wins that division? I.O. think. What's that mean? Typo. Huh? I told you it was verbatim. I copied this exactly from our chat. But what's I.O. mean? I think he just meant I. Yeah. I, I thought it was some kid's thing. I think Green Bay and Chicago are last, and it's a toss-up. Who will be worse? Okay. And then he says, Fez talks too much, and his hair is fake. What? Why would he add that? Just a random text. I don't know. We weren't they talking weren't, about it. They weren't even talking about it. That's what that. I'm saying. It's, it's just not my natural hair color. <laughs> Busted. Personal oh, attacks. I thought he meant that you had a toupee. Oh. <laughs> you want to do the Trump poll test? <laughs> you know, there was someone in some sport at some time that used to end every interview he did, not like with a go hot or like go Seattle or whatever, but That's with, right. But was with like an app. He, he hated a player or a team and he would always end it like, like F Nebraska, but I can't remember. Does anyone, Oh, that's interesting. Cause maybe that's how he ends all his text. Fez's hair is fake. Fez has a too fat. It's just like one of those templates in your email. <laughs> You know, Fez, that's his email signature. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, it's a template. It's just always oh, that's there. Great. To, to have hair so good at your age that people speculate it can't be real. That's like, imagine if your, let's just say your genitals were exposed in a picture and someone said, no way, that's fake. That's a compliment. <laughs> right or wrong, AJ? It has to be a compliment. Yeah. yeah don't let those pictures get out, AJ. <laughs> You, what, what, I don't understand that. All right. So I like it. I think it's right in the spirit of what we're doing. AJ, what do you got? I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos to win the Super Bowl, 40 to 1. Now, hear me out. Huh? That's right. Last year, they had a coach coming into the season who had no experience whatsoever. They were projected to be 20, they were 22 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Mm hmm. They get Russell Wilson. The odds move to twelve to one to win the Super Bowl. Those twenty-two had the possibility of getting a quarterback, which was sure in the discussion. But God. so they get Russell Wilson. They become twelve to one. Now they have Russell Wilson, a year in the in, with the team, and they go from having a disaster head coach to one of the most accomplished head coaches in the NFL. Now they're forty to one. So you could have bought them last year with Nathaniel Hackett and no quarterback. Nathaniel Hackett and Drew Locke at twenty-two to one. Well, now well, I get again, Russell again, Wilson. We'll back, we'll back okay. to the idea. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, Let's say that they would have been about what they are this year if they had no chance at a better quarterback. Okay. So your point is they got Russell Wilson, they got a better coach, and it's the same odds as if it was Drew Locke and some no-name coach. Wait, but it's, it's even longer odds. But like I said, is if you adjust for the fact that implicit in last year's odds, okay, a chance of getting okay, yeah. So now they're forty to one. Mm -hmm. It feels like it could happen. What's changed? Well, that Sean Payton's changed. Okay, but what's changed with the problems? Which is Russell Wilson looks like he's in his mid forties. I agree. It's the same argument you could make about Deshaun Watson, though. And we talked about so that earlier them, in this podcast. One of them is 27 years old. and One, one of, of them, them missed a whole year of football, and one of them didn't. And But now that now per, that's passed. Pursuant to what RJ is saying, I'm confident if we took out our little stopwatches and timed Russell Wilson when he was 30, and we timed him today. Yeah, you can't watch, you can't watch any film or watch any TV broadcast, and it looks like a different He's player. like running a 4-6 instead of a 4-4-5, something like that. 
So do you see that as a scheme issue, or do you see that as a physical? He just dropped. Because remember, since you've been here, I've been bad-mouthing Russell Wilson, saying, oh, he's got a mallet finger. But he hadn't been good. He hadn't been good. He hadn't been healthy. Now now he's with one of the best offensive minds ever. And remember, people said the same thing about Drew Brees late in his career. He can't do this. He can't do this. And Drew Brees continued to perform. But his stats were always outstanding. Right. So, I mean, it was the couch scouts that were saying that, which, but you, your point is maybe it doesn't happen without Sean Payton. But listen, I don't want to make a big deal about this, but this is going to be probably one of the three most important things I say before this football season. This is a new concept that I've, I filtered it through and I think it's ready. I don't want to make a big deal about this. All right, here it is. Any quarterback that really stunk last year, and Watson, you could put in that criteria, or you know, quarterback that something was expected of. Maybe the better way to say it is if they had prior success. So, which quarterbacks had prior success but were bad last year? Russell Wilson, yes. Deshaun Watson, yes. Aaron Rodgers. That's fair, actually. I'd add Baker Mayfield to that list. Ryan Tannehill. Can I add Mac Jones? Okay. I like all of this. I'm not sure if everyone's appropriate, but I think we're in the ballpark. Last year was the massive adoption of the Fangio too high. It's a different style. of it, The league is fundamentally different because every team has adopted this to some degree. It was the way to stop, to be competitive against the run, but you protect your butt on the back end. Right? That's really the key to this. Scoring went down. So if you're going to beat us, it's going to be a bunch of six-yard plays. You're not going to beat us with a big shot. What is Russell Wilson? What was the biggest complaint about him the entire career, even when he was doing well? That he doesn't throw over the middle very well? That he's a bon- he's a home run hitter. He's a home yep. run hitter. The, home- the high lofting balls that the locket would run under. And that's what's being taken away now. Mm-hmm. you got to be dink and dunk and efficient doing it and the thing is with Watson Watson's never performed going to Cleveland never performed under this new NFL last year he was horrible we can say it was the layoff or maybe it was because Watson's a big play merchant what you, I mean he wasn't like yeah. this is like an epiphany we should have music but we do <laughs> that was good, that was good. <laughs> but don't you think like Sean Payton did this with Drew Brees when Drew Brees' arms started to go down like don't you think Russell Wilson respects Sean Payton enough at this point the question is so you think that Russell Wilson everyone's saying do this and you're a better quarterback and you're saying he said no thank you he said no let Russ cook yeah well he yeah but now you're saying because he had a bad year he's going to decide to do something he couldn't do before I don't think he could do this before if he could then it's going to be a, a renaissance of a, a wrestle right we'll be hearing let's ride on commercials but it is interesting and here's the point just because you had one thought that, that that led you or a series of thoughts that led you to this opinion you don't want to counteract such a, a, something that's actually got no no doubt to it yeah no doubt and this is a long <laughs> shot like i'm not going to defend this to the death certainly shh, shh. all right that tells you how important this yes <laughs> but in truth, it is fascinating to say who now again, Mac Jones, it feels like we could say it's more the coordinator last year. We'll see. But boy, it has the 
there hasn't been many times in the last 20 years that you could say this year is clearly different than last year. And players that have quarterbacks, especially that's done very well prior to last year, but not last year, you've got to wonder, is this a big part of it? I think that's a fair statement. What do you think, Faz? Worthy, music worthy? I believe so. Well, let Absolutely. Me ask, let me ask you a question. When someone's really shining on the pod, do you think you're less or more inclined to interject? Less. <laughs> you, no, no. I didn't say, I'm not saying what you should be. I'm saying <laughs> what you are. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I gave accolades with the music, uh, you know, but, but it, was, it was such a good line. It was such a good line he had by saying, well, this should have music. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to okay. give it to you. It was, now, if it was a bad joke. Oh, all right. So, AJ, I think it's an interesting. I, I tell you this, beyond that point, you're right. Because the defense, if anything, proved itself to be better last yep. year than we expected. Right. And they're spending money. They're taking on that Saints mentality of F the cap. Kick the can. I don't understand that. Well, How can there be a cap when it's a, like you can violate the cap? Well, but it's like, I think the good analogy is it's like a credit card. Yeah, like You can right. live high on the hog, but you pay and you pay more down That's the road. That's good, yeah. All right, Scott Seinberg. I got a few. I got, I got uh, two Super Bowl winners. and I, got I don't a- think that's possible. And I got a yardage uh, and a stat statistical leader long shot. All right, how's this sound? Give two this week and save one for next week. Okay, so I'll, I'll since we're all doing Super Bowl things, I'll save the statistical leader for next week. Excellent. So the first Super Bowl one at twenty five to one, the Miami Dolphins. Ooh, I think the defense is stacked. Adding Jalen Ramsey to the secondary was huge. I don't think they're done adding because Mr. I, Mr. Fangio. Exactly. That's the biggest point there is Fangio taking over the defense. But also I do think that though that they have a really good chance to sign Dalvin Cook and it just adds to that offense. And you mentioned the new NFL, the way to attack is the short passes. Tua and those wide receivers thrive on those quick slants, yards after catch. This offense, if Tua stays healthy, which is the big question mark, mm, I agree. can be absolutely dynamic. It's a tough schedule during the regular but you're, season. But you're playing a long t- or a fat tail event, yeah. which is if he goes down, hey, a long shot ticket doesn't exactly. catch. But if everything falls right, you can see the scenario of them winning. Absolutely. And the schedule is tough. I will say that. But they are playing teams in the regular season that they're going to have to go through in the playoffs. They play the Chiefs and the Bills in the regular season. They play the Eagles in the regular season. There's a chance that we could have rematches come playoff time where they'll be able, Mike McDaniel will be able to scheme learning from what they saw during the regular season. So once they get to the playoffs, I like their chances in the playoffs. A lot of these one-hit wonders, guys that have one good year and then they don't, it's often the league solves them. Right, So McDaniels comes in and is considered to be one of the real brainiacs of the whole Shanahan history, and he does some original stuff, and lo and behold, they're killing, you know, Miami's doing great. But then, I think it was around the Chargers week, but it might have been the week before, but I do think Staley did some interesting things, and all of a sudden Miami's struggling, you know, later, mid, mid, later, you know. And then they start running the ball more. And so McDaniels had the counter. Hmm. Now, there might be another counter in the offseason. But in general, if this is a chess game with the OC slash head coach, I think Miami does well in that kind of, you know, there's not a lack of ideas there. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he was under Shanahan for a long time. 
So, um, you know, the depth and, you know, that's one thing with McVay. You could make the case once Belichick and Fangio Mm -hmm. is, you know, Chicago did it first and he was with Chicago at the time against the Rams and McVay and what they did with the line, uh, D line. And it's really what Belichick did and did a variation of. Really, McVay didn't come back for a couple of years and then, you know, got the quarterback and, and let's be honest, got a lucky Super Bowl win. But thank God, because it's a disaster from here. I, I I like, well, I mean, let's be honest. I picked Miami in one. I can't remember what contest it was. The Windows. It was this one. Okay. And I like this because I do think they're a fat tail team if, mm-hmm. they, if they run well. So I like it. I definitely don't think that they deserve to be the 11th favorite in the NFL. Meaning they should be better than that. Yes. I agree. Yeah, and I think like like the, the Jets. It's unfortunate that the division got tougher, but the Jets are the team getting all the hype. So the Jets and Miami getting priced comparably. Jets aren't winning the Super Bowl, but Miami could. Well, I mean, if if Aaron Rodgers is ninety percent of what he was two years ago, Jets have every chance to win this. I game. agree, and I, I think there's no chance he is. You know, the question yeah. is, was it a lack of it? Was the fifty million not enough? You know, to get him engaged. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say he's, he's not been having the same diet and regimen that Brady was having. Well, when you do ayahuasca, I don't think you eat mm. for a couple of days. <laughs> my, my other one, my other long shot, a little further down oh, the board. One, one last thing yep. on Miami. This is their year, Miami. Next year, they're in cap hell. Mm. And it's like, it might be weird that they're like, why are they rolling the di- I mean, it literally is. They're pushing every, I mean, look, the Ramsey trade, they're pushing things into the future. Next year, there's comeuppance. Remember, they got a very elderly owner that was illegally, allegedly, whatever, meeting with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were doing – this guy wants a Super Bowl. So all the chips are in this year. Another advantage, I think, to your pick. I think this pick comes down to just everything I've said about Miami this season. Tua's health. If Tua gets injured, I, I think that you can light your ticket on fire. If Tua stays healthy, I think they are yeah, for real. You, what's their payoff? 25 to 1. Yeah. So what's the chance of Tua going through the year without getting hurt? They got to believe it's at least 50%. So, I mean, you know, or at least getting hurt so bad that he's going to be knocked out for the season is the question. I don't believe a single concussion will knock him out for the season. I I don't think they could go in. I don't think a player would go into a season saying if you get one more concussion, you're done. I I think that means you, you don't play that year. But who knows? And obviously, whatever, you know, his doctors and him would have to make the decision. But... Miami would be – you'd think they would have spent whatever it took to get the best backup quarterback in there. Mike White. Is who I like, Mike yeah. White. But but I'm, what I'm saying is that tells me they have optimism about Tua because you, you would go a, li- a little bit better, more pedigree than mm-hmm. that. All right, so you have a second one. I got another one. Uh, a little further th- further down the board at 40-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, the New Orleans Saints. And this is just a simple, a simple equation of – Get in the dance, and the number's going to be better than 40-1. to 1. Because I think they win the division. They are, the schedule shows you that. The odds tell you that. Even though Atlanta is rising up, people are starting to love Atlanta. But if the Saints win the division, and they get into the postseason, and they have a home game in the postseason, you're, you're gonna get, it's going to be worse than 40-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Bless you. So, <laughs> was that me? He just blew out his knee. <laughs> at least he didn't run into. Was, at least yeah. he didn't walk into the glass door. I don't like this one at all. So you're saying Derek Carr wins the Super Bowl? No, <laughs> I'm saying when Derek Carr is in the playoffs, yeah. starting a home game, forty to one is going to seem like a distant memory. Yeah, I hear you. But 
I don't know. I I don't like the coach. So to me, if I want a long shot, I want a guy that you think he gets him in. Who knows what kind of you know potions he can do. It's a great defensive coach, Allen, but I I don't know. Do don't, don't you want me to be talking about how I have forty to one in pocket and 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 I'm gonna hedge off of it? <laughs> well, let's talk. Let's talk about this this hedging. Well, you should have seventy to one in pocket is what it's gonna be. But go ahead. <laughs> the uh, exactly. So let's talk about this, this this hedging. Let's assume that by some miracle the dollar does this and the yen does that and the infrastructure oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, the other thing. What's the odds to make the playoffs? I mean, New Orleans is the favorite I'll, in that division. I'm going to go way with the division. They fine. New Orleans is in the is in the elite eight. Okay. Okay. That's they're in the NFC um, divisional round. Yeah, yeah. What's their chance of winning that round? One third. That seems optimistic I, I, to me. I, that's right. Then we're gonna multiply. Well, let's presuppose if it got to this point, they're they're better than we might think. But go ahead. Let's give them what I'm feeling. I, I, one third is fine. Go ahead. Let's give them one third to win the NFC then in the championship game. That seems very optimistic. Well, that's hugely optimistic. You're saying one th- a three to a four to one chance to given they make the NFC title game. I'm gonna give them a one third chance to win. Oh, okay. I thought you said the whole thing. Okay, so you're saying one third times one third. And then I'm only, I'm only gonna give them a one fourth chance to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Because, you know, the AFC right, is more so stacked. Three, three times .33. So one-third times one. I'm going to do the fraction. Times right. one-fourth. And so that's one-thirty-six. So they, so given, like like Scott's saying, oh, we can just earn off of it. I'm not sure we're going to earn anything because their chances are one in 36. But they have to make the final eight. And then it's mm-hmm. one in 36. Which means getting past the first round. Okay. Yeah. Because chances are if they're a lesser division winner, they, by definition, will have to play. Well, I guess – well, let's think about this now. So only one team gets to buy – so you got to win three games if you're not that one team or two. So you're assuming they either get to buy or they win that first game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I think he's right. Well, here, th- here's an interesting comp. What were the Jaguars last year or the Tampa Bay, maybe the Bucks, the Jaguars and the Bucks last year entering the playoffs? What were their odds to win the Super Bowl? And I think Jacksonville is going to be the better example because Tom Brady was going to have affect sure, the market. Sure, sure. Because Jacksonville was the four seed. They were the lowest-ranked division winner, which is where I think New Orleans would fall into these playoffs. Mm-hmm. So they would be hosting a game in the first round of the playoffs. What were the Jaguars' odds last year yeah, at yeah, the, yeah, entering, entering so, the playoffs? 35 to 1. Yeah, 35 to 1. All right. New Orleans right now is 40 to 1. Yeah, so if they were a short thing to make the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't like. I think to me, it's too different. And this is why we're having good discussions. Right? If I was always right, I wouldn't be here. I'd be up in the clouds or something, you know, in my sky house or whatever. Like uh, earning twenty percent. Like, like uh, remember um, uh, on on Succession when he told his uh, the the Calkin McCalkin or what's his name? Uh, wow. Roman. Roman. Yeah, yeah, Roman. At one point, Romulus. said, "I yeah. want." New Zealand, private army, off the grid type. Fuck you, money. <laughs> well, thanks for making us a profane podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to make this but a profane he was, podcast. He was reading a quote though. He right. was was that reading? That was stumbling. But that's not the quote I was talking about. The quote I was talking about when he goes, "Dad, I want you and me to get that billion or whatever billion and live up in the clouds and we can buy and sell." And it was it was a different variation of that though. I agree. That is a close one. Um, but why the profanity, AJ? I'm not sure why he went with the F word. A lot of people say that a lack of creativity is when you start being profane. Uh, it happens to me sometimes when I'm not feeling the most creative. Sometimes I fall back on that. I'm too. motherfucking sick of his shit. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, we might, I mean, who knows? That, you know, cat's out of the bag. All right. Oh, but the point is, 
It feels like you picked the Saints in another one of our deals. I'm on the and over. the rationale yeah. was the weak strength of schedule. Yeah, one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. But in a weird way, you're saying they're not that good, but because of this weak strength of schedule, they're going to win the division or whatever. Well, once you get in the playoffs, none of that matters. Now you're playing the best teams. Mm-hmm. So it feels like making like a playoff bet makes sense, but the Super Bowl bet doesn't. And here's the thing. The playoff odds are like reasonable. It's almost shocking. Like, geez, Saints getting a lot of respect. They're getting no respect, it seems, in the Super Bowl market, which is, I think, exactly right. Yes. They're the kind of team that could make the playoffs and, and maybe easily, but it's going to be hard for them to win four games. Yeah, they're my 19th best team, but they're the best team in their division. Yeah. yeah. Again, I'm just picking off the number yeah, here of, of a team that I have a very good feeling they make the playoffs. Which of these two do you like better? Of your two picks, well, the Dolphins. So right. It's more likely Miami that they, could be the best yeah. team in, in the in all of the NFL. It's I possible. Agree. Though it was weird when AJ was getting on me about my Miami pick. He, he's changed his tune. No, I haven't. Oh, you still th- my doubts about Miami are the same as they've always been. Next up, the profane one, Mackenzie. <laughs> I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers eight to one to win the AFC, uh, NFC South. Oh, Ooh. make your case. It's pretty much the division. It's and I don't want anything to do with the Buccaneers long term, but I don't like the division and I don't think the Saints are deserved favorites at plus one twenty five. So this is running right smack in the face of Scott's pick. Just push yeah. the button on Scott. I mean, I already crossfired him on nine and a half. I don't think the Saints are, are quite what the market expects. I don't think rookie uh, veteran quarterbacks on a new team is what the market expects, and the numbers back that up. So it's really just going through each team, and I don't like any of the teams. The Falcons. Dennis Allen, first of all, never but won do, more than seven games. But do you like Tampa Bay? I like Baker Mayfield. I think he played pretty well last season when he got to the Rams and he what? got a decent, got oh, decent oh, coaching oh. staff. Now, okay. now, didn't you just put a graphic up that explained to us that that it's an auto fade to take a new, like, or especially a retread quarterback and a new starter with the new team? Yeah, but the Bucks were four to one when. Are this you having opened. dinner right now? No. What, what, what are you eating? Popcorn. Maybe not when you're talking. Smack your teeth a few times. There we go. <laughs> we, we knew that the Bucks had $80 million in dead cap. We knew they didn't have Tom Brady. We, we knew they had a new quarterback, and the bookmakers opened this up at 4-1. to one. Now it's 8-1. to one. Too much. Okay. Because I would, I would make the case I haven't seen them make cap moves that were, like, unexpected, meaning they – from what I hear in Tampa, there is a sense of we got a lot of good players. We got too many good players to just – Tank. To just tank, let's try to do this and maybe make it's a weak division. So I think at least in the beginning of the year, they're going to be trying hard. Now, if they do bad to start, who knows? You know something? If you're you're down on the Saints, now the Falcons are getting love too. That's where I'm going. Everyone isn't down on the Saints, and they're not down in Atlanta. So if if the Saints are, are getting love and Atlanta's getting love and Tampa Bay's suddenly getting love, maybe we should just bet against Carolina. Yeah. That's funny because, I mean, not that his picks are always great, but I, the thing about Colin is he gets insight from scouts and whatever, yeah. and sometimes he'll pass it through, you know, and, and it, you know, he's not explaining every little opinion of where it came from, but the aggregation is he likes, you know, and he really likes Carolina. I think he's got them going to the conference championship. So I'm not saying that's right, but it, mm. it, it seems like everyone's looking for their pick in this division, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the Saints – are like the Lions in a way. It's easy to say they're not a great team. So maybe just to plant them. The thing that turns me off about the Bucks is I 
I think they're going to be juggling quarterbacks. I, I think that Kyle Trask winds up starting the year. Ooh. And then when he's not good, Baker Mayfield then comes in. You and think then, that's the order? Wouldn't it yes. be Baker first? No. Especially I, if what RJ's saying is true, that they really want to make a run at it. Plus, they're paying Baker but I, real I money. Think, I, think if yeah. Baker, I think if Baker starts and fails, you can't go back to Baker. Because then mm-hmm. once you make the switch and go to Trask, then you're sticking with him the rest of the year. If you start with Trask and through two weeks he's not cutting it, you can go to Baker. Well, if you got a division bat, if ba- if any quarterback gets benched, you probably aren't going to win your division bat. That's not a short thing, but yeah. you know. But, so, in a way, the assumption here is because it is eight to one. Mm-hmm. His assumption is Baker starts and or someone does, but probably Baker, and it yeah. does, and goes well. So, so it seemed like when I watched Tampa Bay last year, this team could have won four games. <laughs> they won so many close. Well, they had games. a lot of injuries. Their defense yeah. was banged up the whole year. I mean, this is a team that was— They also lost the game. They had 90% chance to win against the Browns. Yeah, I mean, that's why I don't like to go back and forth on this game or that game. Mm -hmm. In general, what was their fourth quarter win share relative to their— You know, I like the one numbers that kind of encompass it all, you know? They were 1.1 wins lucky. So they won eight, should have won seven. All right, so— my point would be defense is Brady played okay. He didn't I mean, I tell you this, Baker Mayfield's season, best season in Cleveland was better than Brady last year. I mean, his third season in yeah, Cleveland. You're so right. You're right. it does seem like he's a way way away from that, right? Because he's had bad performance now for a while. Um Again, I think the year in Cleveland that he got run out of town, it was courageous that he played. I mean, how much money did that cost him? Yep. Yeah. If he would have just said, I'm too hurt, I'm not going to go out there with a harness on my shoulder. You know, let's just say this society, if you take the smart money or the, hey, I'm going to wake my back hurts, oh, you know, get the insurance, you know, disability. If you try to be courageous or try to be righteous, it, it, they just laugh at you for doing it and move on, it seems, because. Especially if you fail. Yeah. If Baker Mayfield, wa- well, yeah. If Baker Mayfield wasn't. A guy that was kind of disdained anyway, because all the commercials or whatever. I think it, it, he would have gotten a lot of love for that, because he was courageous that year. Yeah. You know, what, two years ago, I guess. All right, my stuff has been picked over to such a degree. Hmm. Let's do this. I'm going to hold mine till the end. We'll do the end of the quarterback draft. Then we'll finish mine, and we'll be done with the NFL. You know, actually, guys, let's do this. This has been a long one so far, so let's make this the end of the first episode. In the next episode, we will have the quarter, the remainder of the quarterback draft. We'll have my long shot pick and a little NBA free agency overview for McKenzie, and then the time shift at the end that we you know came from the first. So it'll be a nice little split. What do you think? Sounds good to me. All right. So end of episode one, episode two will be up when you listen to this. But it's going to be episode two. This is one. That's two. One plus two equals three. You know, that brings up one little Fourth of July story. It will take 30 seconds. So there was a lot of fireworks yesterday. I don't know who was spending this money. I don't know how many fingers got lost. But there was a lot of them. I mean, here's the question. I'm not judging. How long can you keep seeing those explosions before it gets boring? RJ. (laughs) We had a discussion on SOV about this. (laughs) As you know, I'm like the the anti-fun person. So I'm like, I think fireworks are vastly overrated. I I think it's like, 
it's not it's not that great. Well, see, when I hear anti-fun, I think of someone that's sober-minded. That no, no, you're someone that likes to poo-poo. You you engage with those stupid things, but you don't let it really. You don't let it pleasure you. You don't let Maybe. it be like fun. I, I hate parades. <laughs> like it makes me a bad person. I I don't really like fireworks that much. Mm-hmm. Scott like takes videos of fireworks and then goes and watches them back. Have you ever heard you uh, have such like, insanity? Do you have like. You, a, uh, like, let's say your who's your what's your best friend? What's his first name? Anthony. All right. So Anthony, Tony. Do you call him Anthony or Tony? Depends. <laughs> All right. So could you see you and Anthony sitting around and it's like it's getting a little boring? It's like, hey, you got that table that was eighty-seven fireworks. Well, sometimes like, yeah, you, know, you pull them out of the archive and stuff. I'll say, hey, Tony, remember, <laughs> you remember ninety-eight? Yeah. It's I crazy. have an archive. I do have an archive. I have an. It's ar- insane. You know what? I have an archive of different lo- locations. I got I got a video of. New York City fireworks. I got a video of fireworks in Los Angeles. I got a video of fireworks how, how here in Ve- Vegas. How did Vegas rank? Vegas is amazing because the whole the city and valley is lit up in fireworks from different locations, whether it's people in their houses or whether it's the strip fireworks or downtown fireworks. And then last night, the sphere was all lit up now, the MSG sphere. So it was, it, it was a quality video. You know, this leads to a second story. Because here's the thing that was worrying me a little bit. I like the fireworks on the strip. I might glance out. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. But <laughs> but locally, like literally the house next door, we're lighting fireworks off for four hours straight. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And I was concerned about this house to start with because for probably 10 years, the neighbor was a little old lady. Now, she had a lot of judgmental eyes. I'll tell you that much. You know, the, the types that give you a look. My yard isn't always the most manicured. I will admit to that. <laughs> Borderline Karen. Oh, she's a Karen, you're saying? Well, does she say things, or she just gives you the eye? She gives me the eye. So she's a borderline Karen. Now, now, okay. now, wait a minute. Now, Karens, correct me if I'm wrong. Are yeah. t- typically they the criticism of Karens are that they there are certain segments of society that they act negatively towards. So I don't think this nah, would apply. Just no, it's any, if, if Karen's if someone this, who complains about things, if she would have complained to you about the They're way you're no, no, no. if they, she would have complained to the city. About uncut grass. Oh, I'm That's sure. Okay. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, yes. But she'd hear- complain if you were Japanese or you were Puerto Rican. She yeah. wouldn't compare. She just hates the fact you don't keep I your think grass. A, a good. little more Puerto Rican, I'm thinking. If, if she was a Karen. <laughs> But if she was just like, you I don't know. think Karens have to be racist. I think anybody that's oh, just in your do. business for no, no. reason, calling authorities, that's a Karen. Why are Karens always white then? Well, Why are white, the, white women who, complain the most? Yeah, <laughs> who feels comfortable calling the authorities and saying this person's out of line? You, do you think black women, like in like culturally, grow up or, or Hispanic women culturally grow up calling the cops on everybody? No, that's white women. Well, I think that, hmm. that I don't th- sweeping generality. It is. Well, that, I mean, that's... I'm married to a white woman. I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> All right, so let's <laughs> let's think about this a second. I think in general, the more problems you have with the, a police, you know, a police entity, the less inclined you're going to go to them for help. One hundred percent. So, like in general, like women who are in this, uh, what, what would you, sex workers as they're called now, they are prone to be, you know, sexually assaulted because it's the cops have not been receptive mm. to those reports over the years. Now we can debate that. I mean, I don't think anyone would say because someone is in sex work, they should be, it's okay to rape them. Well, I guess the rapists feel that, but other than that, but you kind of get it, right? So in general, I think the more comfortable, if the police pull up, if your stomach gets tight, 
you're probably not calling the police. Right. If you're thinking, finally, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a di- so Mackenzie, you don't, you know, you wouldn't be inclined to call the cops. Well, not be inclined to, no. Yeah, and you might think, oh, that's goofy. You went to Yale, whatever. But what was it? A year ago, you were outside. Now again, why he was there at this time? I was like thirty yards from where we're talking He's right now. He's thirty yards in the parking lot here. He's just sitting in his car. Now I don't. I'm not saying Cheech and Chong, you know, <laughs> wasn't playing like a, a skit and Bob Marley music. Yeah, but but there was. I mean, was there an official arrest? There. Uh, yes. Did I mean, you, I, I was did, brought in. Did you drop my name? No, that was my mistake. See, see. But but then I got inv- I gave him a gold watch to wear to court. The judge was very impressed. He was like, "I was going to book you, but that's a that's a clever watch right there. Well, you're good." I, I don't know if you're being sarcastic, but what I'm telling you is, judge, they say if a, if it, if someone gets a try or a um, sentence right before lunch, it's like thirty percent worse than right after lunch. There was a study on wow. this because it, they're they're humans, right? All right, so let's bring it all the way back. It was a quick little sojourn. Yes. To- so your neighbor Karen. <laughs> no, let's call her. Let's call her Karen's mom. Gotcha. She might have been a precursor to Karen because she was in her mid, like late sixties. Now I will say this, and this is the God's truth. One time there was a note left on my front door that said that lady next door to you was nibbing around. You should watch out for her. <laughs> so I don't know if she was looking around for like like infractions or that she could report to the city. I don't know. Your water usage is too high. Yeah, it's like she was. But one day she was gone. A day or two later, the house was painted pink. A day or two after that, there was a number of guys who had that were in their 30s, if not 40s, that had discolored hair. Pink, purple. Yeah, you get my drift? Okay. This is kind of like, if anyone... um, yeah. Like I not the kind of guys you'd see on Happy Days. I would say, well, yeah, they're, they're, maybe they're, some episodes, but I would say I would say not that there's anything wrong with this. Mm-hmm. They're alternative. There, there was a real chance of that. All right. So after I saw that, it was literally that night, or maybe a day or two later, Sunday night. So about three months ago, the party starts at midnight. The house music's, I mean, it's shaking the, the picture frames. Mm. It's Sunday night. Who parties on Sunday night in Vegas? That's the one, like, Sunday night and Monday night is the time to rest a little bit. It's industry night, fourth weekend. Exactly. That's code for there's nothing else. There's mm. no money to be made. Yeah. They go to 4.30 in the morning. Oh, God. And I'm thinking, is this going to be every night? I bet they do. They probably work in service industry. Like, cause why? They're prob- why? Because they're probably having to work all the other nights. So Sunday and Monday nights are their nights to cut no, loose. I understand, but what, what? When you say they, why do you think so? Because <laughs> who else parties on Sunday and Monday nights? Crazy people. <laughs> so I was worried it was going to be every night. Wasn't a peep from that house. I don't even know if people were living there. Now there's another thing about this that's curious. I don't know much about the Mexican mafia or cartels. But the name don't of their... Don't you badmouth them right here while I'm in this room with <laughs> no, you. I don't no, want anything to do with I, I respect their okay, yeah, yeah, and their tenacity. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, I don't want them to break the law, but, you know, American laws are different. But if they do, it's none of my business. It's, I mean, listen, I don't... I don't I don't rat. You're not a judge. You're not exactly. A judge. I haven't had the best experience with the police either. <laughs> no, but, you know, I guess I have, actually. Not yeah, t- you don't even get tickets. That brings up another. Yeah, that is true. That, that brings up another story. My, I shouldn't say. I'm going to wait till I get this fixed before I say. I, there's a problem with my car. Let's just say that. That if the police wanted to make a big deal mm. about it, it would be a big ticket. I'll say it like that. I got a ticket last week. This isn't about you, AJ. Oh, okay. 
put that on the, the SOV at the end. All right. We start off with the story. Now, anyway, is the cop walks up, no doubt. I mean, no BS. This thing that's a problem is two years a problem, like since COVID kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, but I don't drive that much. You know, it's like, I got to get it done now. All right. The cop pulls me over. No lie, by happenstance, now this is happenstance, there was, I shouldn't say that part either, but what I'll say is this, <laughs> the cop walks up, takes my license, I'm thinking, oh, I'm screwed here, I mean, it's going to be like a thousand bucks, I'm getting mad at myself, but again, I make sure to turn the light on, put, you know, I haven't pulled over like in three years or what. obviously, comes back and he says, hey, I'm going to give you a warning on this one, ooh. And I didn't even have to pull out, do you know who I am? You know, because, you know, that works so well. No. <laughs> it, <laughs> you know, that's, the, that's the worst thing anyone could say. They always, in the report, it says, and the college football player says, do you know who I am? <laughs> is, um, I'm happy as a lark, right? But then he goes, but you better get this fixed or you're going to jail. He says to me like Ooh. that. And I, I usually, it doesn't matter if I'm in a trouble spot. I can take anything, you know, BS. I can, I might vent about it later, but I'm not, but something about him saying that, I go, I can promise you, I'm not going to go to jail. I said, I, oh dear. And, and he looked at me like he was really like blinking, trying to decide what to do. And then I shifted my, like I said, I laughed or I giggled. And then it was like, he kind of walked away and I drove away, but it was like, it was this instinctual, like, I, I, I mean, it was it was stupid. What we're dealing You've been with, around me enough. What like we're that. dealing with here is a lack of respect for the law. No, I respect the He's law. He's going to barbecue your ass in molasses, he is. What movie is this? Smoking the Bandit. Clifford. Buford. <laughs> well, you know what we should do? Whenever you have a quote, Mackenzie should find out what year it is and just say 1976. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, what was Smoking the Bandit? Was it the mid-70s? Yeah, Burt Reynolds. AJ loved that movie, I bet. I, I did long, long ago, though. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know why that upset me so much. I guess because he was treating me kind of like a like. You don't a like scout. people to talk to you rude. I don't like it either. Yeah, I like you're it. right. You're right. When but people come at you with rudeness or aggression, it's just like my instinct is just to push it right back at him. Yeah, but with the cops, you don't want to do that. I don't want Dude. to, but I, it's just habitual. You know what I found is when I when I'm riding high, I start to be loose. I think everyone's like that to some degree. Like when you're winning a bunch of bets, you say, screw it. I, I wish I had that half point, but I'm going to bet, you know, bet it. Who and doesn't talk more at a poker table when, yeah. you're, when you're raking pot after pot? Yeah. Short stack's pretty quiet. Yeah, I, I would say that. <laughs> and, and, and it's when I get, and that's when I make mistakes. Because, I mean, this is a 30-second story, but, like, anytime someone asks me for money or something, I don't ever disrespect them. I don't, you know, because, let, let's be honest, they don't have much to lose, right, typically. So who knows what they're going to do, right? But I was just in a bad mood. This was five years ago, and I was at the gas thing, you know, filling it up. Yep. And some, you know, uh, what do they call them now, displaced, homeless? or uh, Homeless is apparently a pejorative now. But I just say hobo. Hobo, okay. Some variation of that. And he comes up and it just he he asked with an attitude. I'm like, dude, enough. I got I got my own problems. That's all I said. He got he got mad, like put his fist up, took a swing at me. I like yeah, and I like avoid that. Like you're in the Matrix. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, he was he wasn't like a boxer. I mean, he literally did. And 
I always carry mace or I got a knife. I mean, I, you know, so I pull out the mace. Now I'm like, I'm not going to, I don't want to hit him with it, you know, like spray him with it if I don't have to. But he, and so I back up, I go, I got mace. And he's like, like coming forward. It was like Joe Frazier, like his head <laughs> down, he was coming. For, I luckily I avoided the whole, I think something distracted him. He went in the other direction. But I, I was like, what? I, you know, it just reinforced the point. There's no reason to be rude, even though maybe there was. Yeah. He was rude. He was rude. Maybe I should. But he responded to your rudeness with rudeness. Maybe I should have maced him, stomped on his hand. No, 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 no. Why? That would be cruel. Okay, that's why I didn't. Stand your ground. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) jeez. All right, Fez. (sighs) So I think we had to do a time shift. So (laughs) if there's any other, but I didn't even finish the story. So let's bring it all the the way back. Okay. This is a good payoff, by the way. So last night. The music starts back up. I think it was the same song they ended with like three weeks before. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And then the fireworks start. And I'm telling you, it was four hours. And then way in the distance, I heard a woo, woo, woo. So it sounds like a fire truck. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, uh-huh, okay. Right? Fireworks for yeah. multiple hours? Then you hear a fire truck. Who would have thought it? Which, by the way, it, apparently in Clark County... If you're not like a sanctioned, you know, part of the county, you can't put off fireworks that go up in the air. Well, these were these were illegal fire. Okay. They were shaking the walls. <laughs> but so again, fireworks, 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 sirens, and I'm thinking, yeah, that's right. But then I think I've been in this industry too long because in my back of my head, I heard it say correlation does not necessarily equal causation. <laughs> 